Eleven o'clock comics episode two hundred and forty-two. Out. Forty-two. We're getting into like comics I don't even remember now. Yeah. Is there a classic issue two forty-two out there? Forty-two. Um, I don't remember numbers. What? It's probably a Ramita Junior. Penciled Spider-Man issue. Because Friends really didn't start until around two fifty-ish. Two fifty-two was the black costume, so that was Friends. Right. And it would be inked by Jansen, probably a Hobgoblin. The Hobgoblin issue is two forty-two. No, back then it was it was. Uh, why do we always go to Spider-Man, by the way? He's a go-to. It's like, according, according to David, it's the flex. Not according, dude. <laughs> Not according to sales and good stories, but the... Uh, the, the you bitch, what are you talking about good stories? FF always had good stories. Oh, I, like how, I like how it's past tense. Because Jeff and, wrote them. Yeah, right. I don't know. Have you been reading Untold? The Untold Marvel Comics? No, not yet, because I haven't gotten it for you yet. So don't worry about it. Don't worry. You'll, you'll see who wrote what. Right. And that's not biased at all. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Hey, David. Yes, sir. I'm looking at your, your Christmas present right now. Huh? Yep. I got it. I got it right here. Instagram it for me, dude. Giant purple no. dildo. <laughs> no! Uh, I, I, I have Vince's, well, I don't have it in my possession. The person has it, but, uh, Vince is squared away. Uh, I have wow. an idea as to what I am getting. Christopher, I'm, I'm, I keep narrowing it down every day. I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then I think about it for a couple hours and I'm like, no, I want to do this. So, but Jason really is becoming the, the, the impossible. Jason's a, hor- He's a horrible He's pain in the ass to buy. Vince, for. I was saying that all day yesterday. Yeah. Like this rough. He is. What do you get? The guy's got everything. It's like buying for my mother-in-law. It's like here, Mister Promoter. Here's a gift. Here. Like what here's the a, hell is this? Here's a, here's some curling rollers and a hairnet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Chris, you are finished. I got you done. Oh, what did I, oh me? Yes. Oh, good. I'm That's, easy to buy for. Re- reasonably things. so. You haven't updated your your Amazon wish list in quite a while, but there were. Choice items on there that I could not resist. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Now all you have to do is look at your wish list and see what's gone, and you'll be like, "Yeah, I know what I'm." I don't do that. Well, you don't I, do that. Don't thing. do that. No, I don't. I, I try not to either. But I so do that. I do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> I do it every day, multiple times a day. <laughs> at least, at least he's honest. Okay. No, I'm, and I'm in the no buy zone. Do you guys do the uh, do the significant others put you in the no buy zone? Our our starts. Um, at, uh, December 1st, I'm not allowed to buy anything. Really? Oh, yeah. you mean you've been pushed into an area where you can't buy for yourself? Yeah. 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 She tries That's to do that. that. Which yeah. is, which is fine because, you know, it's, I'm probably spending more time buying for other people and, right. you know, at, at this point I have more books than I can possibly get through in, you know, a year. So to not buy comics for, for a month is pretty easy. And, uh, yeah, as far as like other stuff, you know, I got enough beer stored around the house. I'm good. Yeah. We don't buy for each other for Christmas. We never did. Really? No, we don't. Uh, we, if we want something, we just go out and get it. You know what I mean? Well, so, that's, that's, but today I made an exception. Because uh, I was at the Best Buy, 
and they had okay. season season five and season six of Doctor Who on Blu-ray for twenty bucks a pop. Oh, really? Yeah. So I said, "You got me something for my stocking." Stocking, stocking. <laughs> so you bought something for yourself from, from her. Right. Yeah, that's how we do it. She'll call oh. me and she'll say, "You just bought me a coat," or I'll be like, "All right." <laughs> I want your system. We, we, um, Apparently, I just bought my wife a trip to Scotland. <laughs> there Aww. you go. You're Sweet. done for about five years. <laughs> we, we we tend to get something that we can both use because our anniversary is two days after Christmas. And then um, we usually give something to each other. But for the most part, it's it's we don't really exchange much on Christmas or, or Hanukkah. It's and not bodily it's like, fluid. It's, it's not, it's not bodily fluid. So this way, you know, we kind of just, if something comes in the mail, it's like, okay, here, this is yours. It's nice. like, you know, it's not, it's, it, nothing really, there's not, no, nothing rigid about our, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I did, I did, I did treat myself to a couple early Christmas presents. The, uh, uh, Amazon had, uh, the Thor Blu-ray DVD combo pack. For like ten bucks, and the Captain America one for, oh, I think it was seventeen bucks or something like that. So I've got uh, I've got all of the Blu-rays except for the Avengers now. I think I'm going to wait until next year when they release that uh, Phase One where oh the Mega deal, yeah, the one that they screwed up with the whole briefcase, the attaché. You know, I I started getting them, so I was just like, nah, I'll just buy them individually. But like the 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 order, and I don't know if there's like a hard and fast rule to the order, but I would go like Iron Man, yep, Hulk, yep, Iron, Iron Man two, yep, Th- Thor, yep. Captain America, then the Avengers. Yeah. Okay. What yeah, do you I mean, would... David? They screwed up. Uh, the the briefcase, the attaché case that yeah, Nick Fury has in the movie that has the um, the cosmic cube. Yeah. They uh, DC, a uh, DC Disney was. Um, was going to make that the the like the Blade Runner right plastic yeah. case. They were trying to do that and make that the the package, make that the set, and and this way you open it up and you have all the DVDs and the extras and whatnot, or the Blu-rays and and the little Cosmic Cube and whatnot. But the company that actually makes that exact attaché case that Nick Fury had in the movie, I guess the proper channels they didn't go through and and. Uh, and so the company was suing or was putting a stop, saying that it was an unlicensed replica or representation of their product and, and therefore they couldn't use it in, in their packaging. So everybody who wanted it in time for Christmas because they, um, it was supposed to come out like back, I think in September or something. And, uh, and, and so it was scrapped and now it's going to, it's going to come out in first quarter next year. But, uh, I think, for everybody who did pre-order at Amazon, went ahead and sent them, sent those customers the Blu-ray of the Avengers for at, at no charge. But oh, that was nice. Um, yeah, and and so I, I probably will get that when it comes out. We did, we did treat ourselves yesterday because Amazon. It was the deal of the day. We picked up the um, the limited set of of yeah seasons one and two of. Oh, oh, I was right. Yes, you were. Yeah. Better, better than nice. uh, better than Nyquil. Oh, oh, no, no. Marta loves it. Marta wants me to get into Downton Abbey so bad, and and I will. I just uh, um, I need that that rainy, you know, snowy Saturday afternoon to yeah. kind of yeah. get into it. So, 
And you know what? If you want to go through the proper channels to get your books at uh-huh. huge discounts, stop on over to dcbservice.com. That's Discount Comic Book Service. Well, you will be amazed at the money you will save on your favorite stuff. 35 to 75% off their monthly spotlighted specials. They wrap them all up, secure and sound, box them, ship them right to your house by FedEx. You don't even have to get up off your couch, literally, right? And if you're a first-time DCBS customer, you enter this code that David is going to utter into the pre-moistened slot, and you can get an extra 8% off. You're already massively discounted order. David, hit him. EOC 8. That's right. Remember that. EOC 8 gets you an extra 8. You cannot go wrong. The uh, new list is, I don't even, I don't think it's up, but uh, if it is, and I'm unaware, I know for sure that you will see massive discounts. It's unbelievable. Sure. Yeah, you got to go there. DCBService.com. They're the best. By far. Yes, they are. Um, we didn't do our introductions. You're Vince. I'm Chris. He's David. That's right. Um, you know who we are. Damn yeah. It. The boy's um, running late. Yeah, the boy's running late. It's, it's, we're getting into the holiday episodes. Georgia, shut the fuck up. Oh, that's Damn. not nice. Poor dog. Bite his balls. No, she's right in the sack. She's been a whiny little bitch, literally, all night. So What's anyway. the PSI, uh, on a, a pit bull's jaw? Isn't it like some massive no. number, like three hundred? No, that, no it, that's a ridiculous myth. They're they're just dog. They're just dogs, man. But they, if they're biting, um, they ain't letting go. They what? They're not letting go. That's not true. Oh, no, I'm nom. I'm nom. Not on Chris's balls. You'd be like, dude, introduce they, those they, to Mr. They Schultz. sit at your feet and they whine if you don't pet them. That's how vicious <laughs> they are. <laughs> pet me. You're not touching. Me. You're not touching me. You're well, not let's, touching let's, me. Let's, I only have three legs. You should be petting uh, me. Chris is uh, drinking. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, David, drink roll call. What do you, what do you have? Uh, well, I guess it, it, it worked out since currently there is only three of us. Uh, I am having menage a trois, but I am trying something new from them or, well, I don't know if it's new from them. It's new to me from them, and it's uh, for Vince Cabernet Sauvignon. Nice. I'm not getting on the bottom again this time. Not doing it. <laughs> okay, uh, Vince, what what are you drinking? For shame, I'm drinking Miller Lite because it's all I have. How do you I'm even? Sorry, that to your house. <laughs> uh, it was from the last party. You know, we had some leftover, so that's what I'm drinking. I wanted to stop for a hurricane, but I couldn't get around to it. Alright. Uh, I, I am, uh, I'm drinking beer from a beer exchange. And, uh, one of the great things about, uh, heading out to Morrison Con this year is that I got to meet a great group of people that I'll either work at Isotope or involved with the, with the store and, uh, or friends of Ron's. And, uh, and Ash is one of the guys that, uh, I got to talk beer with and, he was telling me about all the great beers that are there in in, uh, in Northern California, and I told him about the great beer scene in in the Upper Midwest. And we we're like, well, gosh, we should do a beer exchange, and uh, we did just that. I sent him a bunch of beers from the Chicago region, which dips into parts of Michigan and, and Wisconsin that aren't available uh out in in California and he sent back a bunch of stuff from uh from his region and the first one that I'm drinking I may just drink one each week and and it'll be a nice way to get through them uh this one is from Firestone 
which is the Firestone Walker Brewing Company, and it's in Paso Robles, California. Now, I'm sure I butchered the shit out of that, uh, but Paso Robles, California, and uh, I'm having their Walker's Reserve Porter, Ooh. and it is delicious. It's uh, about 6% alcohol, and... Um, it's uh yeah it's a fantastic porter. I'm going to uh, uh track down and see if I can find this locally because I would uh I would drink much more of it. It is yummy. You know I had a um Sam Adams this mm. past weekend but it was the special holiday one the uh it's a gingerbread uh, that I haven't had. Gingerbread beer. It's, it's black. It, yeah, they're, they're holiday. Yeah. Oh, it is it was awesome. A little bit too sweet. But the, it was rich and dark and I, I loved it, but I, you, I don't think I could drink more than one. Yeah. Because of the, uh, most, the you know, most, sweetness. Yeah. Most of those holiday beers, first of all, they're going to be a little bit higher in alcohol content. So right. don't want to drink more than one or two of them because you're, you know, you're probably pushing like 8% alcohol on, on a lot of them. And yeah, they're, they can be sweet. So, um, it's, yeah. We have moderation on those. Right. You can drink all the fucking Miller Lite you want. Hey, Jason's here. Yes, he is. Let's he get him. Just in time. Well, almost. Word. Seriously, be quiet. Shh. <laughs> oh, Jason's taking his time. Fashionably late. But you know what? We wait for him. So what does that say about us? We love him. Where? He's not answering. That the relationship we're in is. Yeah, he'll ping, he'll ping us when he's ready. But uh, we all have thank yous, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Well, uh, you want me to start it off? Yes. Okay. I got an amazing surprise package from Neil C, aka Nilcam, mm. on the forum and on, mm-hmm. on the Twitter. Ah, oh, straight for the heart. He knows exactly what I love. He sent me a bunch of stuff. First of all, he sent me an Astro Boy Gashapon, which is awesome. Chris, do you know what Gashapon are? Mm, gosh, I don't. They're capsule toys. They have machines all over the place in Japan where there are very limited edition figurines, robots, whatever. They, they, they put everything in the damn Gashapon. And, uh, so you don't know what you're going to get. And they're collect, they're trading figures. Right? This is an Astro Boy one, and it's really nice. It's Astro Boy, uh, Dr. Tenma, Pluto's on it, and Atlas, and there's this city, and it's amazingly detailed, and you're thinking, this is just a, like a, a coin-operated prize? Really? It looks like a, 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 something you would pay like 20 or $30 for. It's awesome. It's, uh, it was, it's a, one in a set of six. So now I got tracked down the other five. Thank you. Uh, um, he sent me an adventure time lanyard and card, which is oh, really cool. So when we go to C2E2, you know what my badge is going to be dangling from. Yeah. Adventure time lanyard. From my, oh, okay. My bowels. He, I don't he, want to hear anything about you dangling it. <laughs> he also sent me a special issue of B Club called Metal Heart, which features full color images from, of, uh, Ken Ichi's art. It's really Gundrum, uh, Gundrum. I am like a meal, mush mouth tonight. Focuses heavily on Gundam, but there's some Macross in there, some Captain Harlock, some Thunderbirds, Dragon R. Uh, it, it's amazing. And best of all, the dude sent me 
a PSP game. A Japanese import PSP game, Gundam vs. Gundam. It's, cool. I, I have not been able to stop playing it. It's got 37 playable mobile suits. Vinny and I are going nuts over it. He's like, I'm playing it. He's like grabbing the PSP out of my hands. Dad, I want to play. It's really cool. And, and I got to thank him for doing that. It's, uh, Neil C. Awesome. Thank It's just amazing, um, generosity. Nice. And, and, mo- awesome. and mostly Japanese. Aside from the Dementia Time, all Japanese. All the time. Jason's sending me question marks. Well, answer the damn phone, boy. Call him. Call that Let's boy. Get him. Hush. Oh my Seriously? God. Seriously? It's adorable. Hang on, buddy. He's here. And I'm Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> In a barrel. Hey, better than nothing, right? I know. What are you drinking? Um, I just finished up some red wine. Some, <laughs> That's some a little nondescript. Well, yeah. it, was ca- it was a Cabernet. I don't know which because it's for, uh, straight from a restaurant. So I'm back in my <laughs> hotel room in Minneapolis with uh, nothing to drink at all because uh, I raced up here to try and get on the phone with you, with you, Mooks. Nice. Did you? Are you gonna see? Uh, you gonna see uh, uh, Schoonover while you're up there? Uh, who do you think I was just at dinner with, dude? Oh, were you? Oh, seriously? No. <laughs> Dick. What up, Brent? It's kind of a douche move there, Jason. <laughs> what do you think? God love him. I'm douche move. <laughs> no, you're not. You're Jason Woods. <laughs> What's up, uh, uh, So we're 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 giving thank yous right now. Uh, I and, well, <laughs> I guess you're just gonna have to listen then, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I, I'm, just, I'm, not to, I'm not allowed to give my thank you. Oh, you got one too there? Yeah. yeah. Nice. We'll go ahead. Oh. From, uh, from Hassan, uh, who was kind enough to send me, uh, Habibi, uh, by Craig Thompson. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful so, damn book. I know, nice. yeah. It, uh, he has said he knew that, uh, he knew I hadn't read it yet and it was something I said I was interested in. So he was kind of to send it along and he's right. So I'll, uh, I'll get on that. Like a bonnet. And blankets. And, and apparently he did send me something and it got returned from oh. Amazon. So I'm still waiting on something from, from Hassan. So it's, oh. it's, I'll let you know. It's, it should be here by next week. Uh, I got two words for y'all. Mike Zek. Dude. You when, yeah. I love Ser- it. Seriously. You go out and you buy a Mike Zek page and you don't even tell me about it. I got to find out fucking third. I know. Yeah, like, sorry. Else. Like the Wait, I didn't tell you about it. We, <laughs> I, I tweeted to the whole world that I got a Mike Zek page. I don't know what else. What is, it a, is it a Joe page? Oh, we were closer than that. No, oh, no, no. It's a, it's a Power Man and Iron Fist page. Wow. It's straight up Power Man action all over it. Power Man discovering that he's strong enough to stop a moving car, and then he yanks a pimp in full pimp regalia out of the car, getting ready to beat the hell out of him. <laughs> Could it be more in your wheelhouse? Saying right, it's, it's it's from issue number fifty-two of the original Power Man Iron Fist, and as David would allude, it's fully inked and lettered, so yes. it's uh, nice. it's awesome, and it's one of two issues that Zach did of yeah. Power Man. Wait. So. You know- Right, right. At Little, weren't you talking about this last week, Jason? What you've been working show? for a while? Wait, what? Weren't you talking about the page last last week during the show? Like you, you were looking at the page or interested? No, in that the- was a uh, Roger Cruz all new X Men uh, yes. uh, uh, page, uh, oh, or I mean, okay. no, first class page, first class, wholly yeah. separate. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah you'll you have to tell me. Um, 
out of class how much you paid for the Zach page. Oh yeah, and then also uh, I got to, for my Kickstarter for uh, the uh, for the Ryan Brown uh, joint. Uh-huh. Um, got a page from his uh, awesome web comic, so uh, I'll have to scan that in. But uh, it's the one where the dude's like, "I'm rich." It's awesome. It's very funny. So. <laughs> so it, it pales in comparison to that awesome Mike Zek page, but it also has something to do with Jason. Um, and I was absolutely thrilled to open this up. It is from our buddy Ryan Kloss, also known as Gobo. Mm-hmm. And he sent me something that is long overdue for me to read, and I am just giddy about it. He sent me a Vampire Boy. By a, nice. Yeah, yeah by that is good. And that is good. Yeah, by Risso. Yeah, nice. So uh, I cannot cannot wait to uh, to dig into that. And that's uh, by Dark Horse, by the way. And it's uh, twenty four nine nine nine. Uh, I read that sitting next to Dap on an airplane. Yes, you did. It looks. I mean, obviously, it looks beautiful. And I I can't. It's as soon. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be the next thing I read. Uh, I finished up Space Boy or um, no Space Boy Spaceman. And uh, and I'm gonna go from Rizzo to Rizzo. So Spaceman perfect. Spiff. Mm-hmm. Nice. Other thing. I turn. Uh, well, first, thanks to um, Mr. Mr. Joel. Joel. Um, well, he just goes by Joel on the form, but it's uh, it's it's Joe Cables, and he uh, he sent me. Uh, was it Joel C? I thought it was just Joel. No, it's what whatever. It's Joel Cable. Yes. Uh, he was kind enough to send me by Mr. Alan Moore and Ian Gibson, The Ballad of Halo Jones, Woo-hoo! which I've always, always wanted to read. And I've always, I mean, when it came to, to the UK stuff, it was always usually just dread. And I kind of was always interested in the Orange Quinch, but still haven't read any of that. But this was always another one of, of those ads I'd see in, in the Fantagraphics books where, where I'm like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to read that one of these days. And the other thing which I cannot wait to dig into is uh, Judge Dredd, The Complete Case Files, Book 5. And this thing looks gorgeous. Nice. Uh, it, it's uh, Brian Boland, Colin Wilson, of course, written by John Wagner. You got some Carlos in there. I cannot wait to um, – to, to, Actually, these are probably going on on the tap, the tap, the top of my physical paper book piles. And and as I uh, wait, wait, wait. So did you get slapped for those? Seriously, no, no, because she 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 doesn't know. And, <laughs> and, and can't get punished for what the bitch. And I know, I know, Frankie's not going to say anything. And, um, and I will. Pager with this news, huh? I'm going to blow up her pager with this news. Hey, her pager. That's it. Yeah, hit the beeper digit. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Actually, it, it, the doorbell rang. She was upstairs, and, and the doorbell rang, and Nook was carrying on like a damn fool. So I went to the door, and the UPS guy dropped off two boxes and, and this was one box which she didn't really see, but the other box was, to her anyway, was the more important box and that was the one containing the uh, first two seasons of, of Downton Abbey on Blu-ray that you can, oh, re- yeah. She having trouble sleeping? Is that what it is? I, dude, dude, you are so mouthy. Come on. Shut your mouth. Who's the anyway, dick now, huh? The, uh, yeah, it's all douche moves tonight, but, but the, <laughs> 
have to give a huge this motherfucker. You know, we all have talked about what what a really cool, crazy, nice, swell, big, lovable bear. Not that way. Andy Tom is. (laughs) And um He's not a he's not a words for a gay man. No. No. Um but this Man, I got to figure out which which thing I have in a frame I'm pulling out. I I got a uh, I got a rather large envelope, and he thought he was slick because he he signed he he didn't address it from himself. It nope. was from someone else, and he uh, <laughs> because which I didn't open it because I thought because it said that it was from Vince <laughs> to wait for the gift exchange. So he so Andy grabs me on Twitter and he goes. Um, I sent you something and, or, or you should have got something yesterday or Thursday. And, uh, you know, and I, I the only thing I got was from Vince. He goes, Oh, it, it, it's not from Vince. So nah. I open up the envelope. I was his mule. You really were, dude. Uh, and, and I liked it. It's, there's, there's a note that says, David heard a rumor that you're a Dennis Cowan fan. Hope you like this. I think it's from issue five of Mike Grell's Sable series signed by Grell and Cohen. Inked, lettered, it is a pretty swell looking guy. What in the F? How about that? I, I am, I am, I'm stunned. I was speechless. I could not. And he's like, he's like, well, tell the truth. You thought it was a drawing, right? You thought I drew something and sent it to you. And I'm like, well, judging by the envelope and everything, yeah. I mean, who the hell's going to send me art? But this was. That wouldn't be a bad thing. No, and I have his drawings. I, really? I love his work. I have a page, I, I have a page on my mm-hmm. EOS next to Bob's page. True and- that. Oh, so, I mean, I, I'm not averse, and, and he sent me a, a Mr. Monster Poison Ivy piece, so I have no, no problem owning and, and displaying Andy Tom art, but to see, to open up the envelope, and, and I, and now I have a Dennis Cohen page. It's, it, man, it's something else. It, it really is a sharp looking page, too. Letter. Well, and, way, to, way to trump all of us right before we do our holiday gift exchange, Andy. Thanks a yeah. lot, dude. Oh, really? It's all downhill. How are we gonna that? Hey, go large or go home, right? <laughs> I guess. I got a Gobo thank you, too. Do you? Yes. Mr. Gobo, the great and, and powerful, uh, scooped me on an eBay auction and bought the thing for me. Uh, things, actually. <laughs> He's a bastard. Uh, back in 2005, the massively talented Liam Sharp decided to go into self-publishing. Uh, the company was called Mamtor. And they published two anthologies called Event Horizon. Listen to the lineup. Steve Niles, Liam Sharp, Ashley Wood, Alan Grant, Simon Bisley, Greg Staples, Brian Holguin, Glenn Fabry, uh, Chris Weston. Did I say Gary Erskine? I'm going to now. No. And uh, Severo Tenuta. These things are gorgeous. I mean, I have such a bone for Liam Sharp. I always have. And his art in here is just Amazing. And, it, and he's not the best one in the anthology either. They're just gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Uh, prestige format, clay coated covers. One has spot varnish on the cover. Damn. They're, they're amazing. Um, and, uh, I gotta thank Mr. Gobo for, for, uh, getting them for me. He's awesome. So wait, so you were bidding on these and he was too? So you basically. No, I was kind of, it's kind of stupid move on my part. I, I was looking for stuff for you, Mr. Hard to buy for. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I came across these things and I said, damn, it always figures. They were a good price. Uh, it always figures that I find things while I'm searching to buy for others and I can't buy for mm-hmm. myself because it's, it's Christmas. You know what I mean? And he's like, what's your address? So I was like, 
whatever. I God, you know, and I felt bad because I kind of I didn't manipulate him into doing it. I didn't try to do That's it. That's awesome. Just, I have to thank Gobo because he sent me Kramer's orgot. So, Props. which one? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. Like, damn, that's funny. <laughs> you want to swap? <laughs> uh, I, I gotta, I gotta thank uh, Joel as well because he sent me the uh, Judge Dredd case files, volume five. He pulled a total Vince because <laughs> yeah. it's you know, you sent me what creepy volume five last year? Volume five, yes, it. Cause, was that cause last year? It, no, year I have before. to go back and was it uh, whenever? And now I have mm-hmm. to go back and fill that in, you know, piece oh, by like piece. It's so, so painful. I know. Now I have to get, you know, Judge Dredd volumes two through four. So, right. So. Um, you know, in the spirit of giving, we, we, as you can hear, we get gifts all the time. Let's give back. That's very cool. Uh, to, uh, our peeps. Uh, one of our forum members is currently embroiled in a Kickstarter campaign, which was recently funded, but don't let that stop you. His name is Andre Salazar. We won't hold that last name against you because we've learned through trial and error that Salazar. <laughs> right, no relation to Brion. Yeah. Uh, he has a book called Pariah, Missouri, currently on the Kickstarter. The dude is a former Howard Shaken assistant. How's that for prestige? They uh, do too, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. He, he brings the graphic novel Pariah, Missouri to Kickstarter. It's an occult horror story set in the American Civil War era. A team book labeled as Deadwood meets Buffy. Hmm. We Which follow- is like, a perfect pitch to get me involved. I know. We follow Hi- Hiram Buchanan as he builds a motley crew to ferret out evil, both the corruption of man and the supernatural. Uh, he's providing uh, the comic, and some of the incentives are uh, poker chip magnets, shot glasses, shirts, prints, full scripts, and a chance to be drawn into the book as the leader of the crime syndicate. That's cool. Uh, he just added new stretch goals, including free bookmarks, uh, coloring activity book and a dramatized radio play of the comic. I'm in. Uh, go to Kickstarter and search Pariah, Missouri, Mr. Andre Salazar. Check him out. It's really nice stuff. So there. Right. We give back because we love you. We can talk we, about uh, comics. Um, speaking of giving back, should we uh, give back some answers to an EOC live tweet? That's an excellent suggestion, Mr. Neesman. All right. Well, let's start with... Gotta, gotta weed through the silly questions. Um, <laughs> Why do you oh like my you? gosh. Okay. Here's one from Joseph. And, uh, he says, I've been away from comics for the last 10 plus years. Ooh, what, sure. what three comics in the last decade? So we're going back to 2003 now. Um, what three comics from the last decade do you consider required reading? You mean, so he means like series, not not like in issues. You know what? I, I would just say pick three comic books from the last ten years that that you think need to be read and, and sitting on someone's shelf. I would say. Hmm. Oof, that's three is tough. I mean, I'd rather. I wish we knew his uh, his like what kind of things mm-hmm. he's interested in. Because well, how about how about this? How about we all? I mean, you can do it a, a billion different ways. But um, how about um, we all pick like a mainstream? You want to pick a Marvel? We'll be like really stereotypical. We can pick a Marvel, a DC, and an independent. Sure, why not? Okay. That's cool. Um, I, I would say I would say a Marvel from the last ten years that I think. Um, it's one of my favorites that I that I still give to people, and I think it's a great 
uh, a great way to to get people into into superhero comics, and it's big action, and um, I I still think it's a hell of a lot of fun, and that's uh, uh, Miller's Ultimates. Hmm. I don't, know if it's, I, don't know I, like it's, yeah. I don't know if it's required reading, but I think it's very much of of its era, and I I'm still a big fan of the Ultimates. Can I give my choice before somebody takes it? Okay. Uh, Planet Hulk. Damn it! I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Soup. a great. One. Yeah, absolutely great one. Um, Marvel. I will say. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say uh, Incredible Hercules. Yes, fun, like fun standalone like what fifteen twenty well probably twenty twenty five issues. Good stuff readily available both in trade and single issue. So yeah, very much like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, to the surprise of no one, because so much has gone on <laughs> in the past ten years, Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> you've got I mean, it's just got now three hundred and twelve issues to buy it. Hey, well, we didn't say one year. So it's just, you know, it, it's, it's been a lot of writers, it's been a lot of stories, you know, I mean, especially post, post one more day. I mean, once, once you have, once, once you have that and, and you move forward, I mean, a lot has been going on. So, yeah. I'll, uh, and I'll give, uh, an honorable mention to everything Abnet and Landing with Marvel Cosmic. Yeah, that's a great, that's great too. It's, yeah, yeah I, I think you're rated golden age for, uh, for Marvel Cosmic, all the annihilation. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, my DC, uh, it's my favorite book from the, from the last decade. It's, uh, all-star super. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it'd be fables for me. Mm-hmm. You got it, you got it. I mean, fables belongs, everybody should be reading fables, so. Uh, At least for the first uh, I don't know if it meets the cutoff point. Uh, New Frontier. Well, if it doesn't, it's a good suggestion. Close. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, probably right at the beginning of the decade. Yeah. Chris took mine. So I'm going to say, yeah, you did. Uh, I'm going to say much to the merriment of all present. Um, ooh, Neil Adams' is Batman Odyssey. Oh, stop. <laughs> I, was, I, I was hoping you were going to say Capullo's Batman Baby. No, no, we're, no. We're Bat- Batman, Batman Odyssey, just so you can you can experience just how good superhero comics can be. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. All righty, so independent. Oh, old, so, yeah. That's cool. uh, Shut up. And, uh, and it's for... I love that an, Oh, gosh. And an indie? This is... Man, the the whole world is uh is at your feet there. That is uh of the last the last decade indie and I'm god I'm I'm gonna say something and then you guys are gonna say something but oh shit that's better. Um Wow. That is it's a tough choice. It really is a tough choice. You know, I mean how about right off the top of your head? Bam. Right, right now that sucks because I'm, I'm I'm looking at it and required reading for the last decade is going to be The Walking Dead. Yeah, that that was the first thing that came to my mind was Walking Dead. I do think it's legitimately something like there's a reason why it's become a phenomenon. Like sure, I think, but yeah. but uh, um, since you I'll, said, you know, I'll, I'll 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 rewind and I'll go. This predates a little bit, uh, but I still think that Powers is one of the best. Oh, interesting. 
the best comics to come out in the last 10 years. Now, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's before 10 years because it was probably, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're going back there a little bit. And, yeah. and I, and I still think that the move to icon after that, it, 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 it wasn't coming out with as much regularity and it wasn't as fresh and cutting edge. But man, those image years for powers were awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, it would be, uh, probably, I mean, above all is probably fear agent. Um, Oh, see, but, uh, nice. but, and I don't know, again, this might've started before the decade was up, but, but it, in fact, it must've, but I would, I would say strangers in paradise as well, but Ooh. Mm-hmm. yeah, that is a good one. As Vince spice is done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, see, I, the first thing I thought of as soon as Vince says, bam, you know, answer it. I, for whatever reason, I thought of Parker, but ah, they are, see? but I mean, but, but it's not like it's, they're all self-contained and they're, and they're books. There are, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're illustrated novels. So it's not, um, it's not an ongoing or it's not something that you guys have been talking about. Otherwise I think of something new, like, like maybe saga, but since all the good answers are already taken, but that, uh, yeah, I mean, they're really, they're, and all of those answers would probably, or a lot of those answers would be different tomorrow if you asked. Again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I could think of a hundred that, like, are must read. I mean, a decade. I mean, that's all. <laughs> we, yeah. We've collectively read, like, <laughs> I mean, what, 10,000 comics? Umbrella Academy is required reading from the 2000s for me. You know, I think sure. it's, you know. So yeah, a lot of but I that, that's a good start. I'm, I have, I'm I have two in the collections, and there's 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 Godland and there's BPRD. Damn you! Oh, yeah, you took absolutely. one of mine. Oh, I, I'm I, sure I did. I know the goon. Uh, I don't Dude, know about the goon. Uh, Infinite Kung Fu, freaking Elephant yeah. Man. Ah yes, good one. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Was, well, well, there's so many. To, when you go into indie territory, it's just it's mind-boggling yeah. hard. We should just like we should just we could we could. Just pick a pick an indie. When was, when was Pluto um, published? I guess you go by American Publishing. It was in the last decade, wasn't it? Yeah, oh absolutely. yes, yes. Yeah. It was created in the last decade too. Oh, Pluto was really yep. okay. I, I yeah. thought it was hanging around. Well, Pluto, twentieth century boys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Pluto's pretty good. <laughs> I guess that's the the best we can expect. That's the resounding <laughs> manga pretty good. of the day. It don't suck. <laughs> there you sure. go. Let's there, do one that? more, one more before okay. we go into the thick of things. Um, here's a nice one from Jonathan D. Gordon. I gotta stop picking his tweets. I know you're always picking his yeah. tweets. Because oh, he has good questions. You know, you keep making our listeners that don't go on Twitter think that, like, we have like five listeners that always No, we keep. actually have a lot. Uh, but this is a good question. That's why I, I picked it. Who is your favorite cover artist of all time? Easy James Jean. Not even close. <laughs> I'm surprised he even waited that long to get that answer out. Really? Who's your uh, favorite not- champion? <laughs> I don't know, David. No, no, I was, I was joking. Um, no, I didn't hear you though. I didn't. I didn't hear no. you. Again. I was making fun of you, uh, Vince. How about you? Who do you think I'm going to say? Brian Boland. Oh, Jack Kirby. Uh, yeah, Curbs. Come on. The curbs. What else, David? Oh, dude. He was in the beginning. Yeah, well, <laughs> 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 dude. 
Oh man, I shit. I, I you gotta come back to me. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I, it's it's a tie, um, and it's two guys that I look up to as graphic designers as much as I do artists, and that's um, Jock and Dave Johnson. Knew it. Yeah, I can, no, I I can get I Dave Johnson on that. They're, yeah. they're yeah. both fucking awesome. What about Glenn Fabry? Uh, Good certainly, painter. Certainly um, has a distinctive style. It's beautiful David. stuff, yeah. David? Brian, Brian Wood's a damn good cover artist, too. Mm-hmm. But he, he's not in the category of all these other guys you mentioned. But he's he's very good. Yeah. Jock, Jock and Dave Johnson, add, they brought design back to comic book covers for me. And by the way, Joao Ruiz, who took over for uh, for, for James Jean on, on Fables, is awesome as well. It's yeah. a shame he's... he's because he's following, you know, a guy that won what five Osners in a row, he's, he yeah. doesn't get much, much run. But he's 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 fantastic as well. I just wish he would lighten up a little bit. Yeah, he's he seems. I, I don't. I don't. I can't speak for the. Yeah, well, right, from he, what I, I, I see, he seems to be more a little more comfortable in like the goth, the goth yes, area. He's, so, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He seems to be somewhat hesitant to use bright colors. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Girls, girls are doing some good stuff too. Uh, Chrissy Zuo, my um, my friend Jenny Frozen. Uh, yeah, Jennifer's is definitely like definitely making a name for herself as a cover. She's leveled yeah, up. Covers on Saga yeah. are great. Yeah. Uh, it, it's I do. It's probably um, I'm going to say um, Jerome K. Moore and Mike Mignola. Okay. Nice. Hmm. Interesting. Mignola does awesome stuff. I do like yes, yes, he does. Yes, he I does. Nice. You know, uh, here's an observation, and this is is comic based. Um, have you noticed this this valiant hubbub that's going on now? Everybody's enjoying the books that that, that have read them, and uh, have has anyone else noticed that the the new valiant line is missing all of the characters that were featured in the Dark Horse recent stab at the goal key? Well, they had books? to, so they can't use. Solar, right? And Magnus or Turok or oh, uh, so there's yeah, legal they, reasons why. Yes, yeah, they don't. Uh, they get none forever, perpetuity, or is this going to be like a? Is this going to end someday? Because in my opinion, no solar, no valiant. Mm, I don't know, dude. Yeah, no, it's it's a good job without it. I don't know. Yeah, it's been it, the it, You don't know. Did you got to feed it. How did, did you? Did you I read the, 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 the gold on, uh, on the on the flight? It was freaking awesome. Archer What'd you read? Cool. It's tight. Archer and Armstrong. That is oh, great. nice. Yeah. But I'm just saying, um, not so much, I'm not shitting on the quality of the books as they are, but for me, if, that, the if, 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 if solar is not part of these books, it, there's, there's, there's a very crucial aspect of Valiant that's missing. For uh, no. That's it's how just, I feel about not... Image and Bad Rock. Without Bad Rock, I mean, <laughs> you're not so a funny. dick. You're such a you're, wow! You are primed, and ready to go tonight, awesome. aren't you? I love it. I love it. Why? Why do you need to for something that that's new for something they're they're trying now? Why do you? Need I'm not saying I need it. I'm just something. saying you just said that without it. Once, it, once I without it, there will be something missing. That that's not. It's. I'm not no, saying it's this required. Was the episode where no. Vince started to hate comics. Seriously? No, 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 no. It, I need solar. For for it to be a true valiant, I need solar. 
and you have the old Valiant, you have Shooter's attempt at, I'm, at Solar. I'm, I'm not talking Solar about the quality of the book. I'm saying my perception of the Valiant Solar. line will suffer without Solar. Maybe they'll have a Solar analog, but they didn't... They, yeah, maybe, but it won't I mean, be Solar. They, they, okay. <laughs> but it's, wow, fucking wow. Fucking, I mean, try the books. I am going to try them. Oh, and, okay. and I, I, I hope to try them uh, at nine ninety nine for the first trade. How could you not? Discounted, it's going to be less than ten bucks. But for me, solar was valiant. Have you read the, the, the Golden Age stuff? Yes. How do you like it? You mean the gold, the gold key stuff? The, the uh, yeah, I, I love it. I have all the the uh, the Dark Horse hardcover reprints: Turok, um, Solar, and uh, uh, Magnus. I got I, the I, um, I got the Dark Horse the the first big trade paperback of it. So when when was that published? Oh, sixty six. Okay. So it's technically okay, so it's, Silver Age. It's Silver Age stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Say what you will about the Dark Horse try; those books were not that bad. Um, Dr. Solar wasn't all that great, but the other two, Magnus and Turok, were awesome. And, uh, Mighty Samson doesn't count because he's not really valiant, but. Mighty whack, son. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I just, I, 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 I get, I get attacked because I, I love Dr. You, I love you Solar. Make silly it's not silly. I'm just you, saying. It's this not, it's, it's gonna be missing unless, you know. It is. It's going to be missing solar. It's not. It's, it will not no, have. They say did, 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 when when they said that you know we're we're introducing Valiant, but we're we're reintroducing Valiant, but you know we we weren't able to do everything we wanted to. No, they're they're making do with what they have. They they right, didn't. But you know, I'm and I'm go go Valiant. But I'm this is this is all I'm saying for me. I I will enjoy what's on the paper. But there will always be something missing if solar is not part of the universe. That's all I'm saying. I'm not solar, saying this book's got to suck awesome. because that's solar's not in. I don't know. It's like it, it, you're not. You're, you're, it's already getting. It, it solar was like the linchpin of Valiant. This is the kind of logic I usually hear out of David Vince. What is oh, wrong? Oh, solar. With? Solar was the linchpin of Valiant. He he wasn't he the first book. He he was the thing that that set it all. I want to say yes. in motion. See, that's right. So 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 okay. So they're not. So they're not starting off this valiant with the big bang. Well, and it's not. not it can't be the the original valiant because it's not. It's the new valiant, which is cool. Great. Go for it. I'm just saying from personal preference. So so everybody who goes by and and listens, and and. Enjoys their comics based on it's it's not a not a right wrong statement. People it's who just, never read the old Valiant mm-hmm. stuff, they are automatically now going to just be like, "Well, that, that sucks." Because Vince is missing. Hey, no, it's oh. not. That's not what I'm. Damn, David uh, is let's on move on. Ass, like, it's enough. I know. No, it's, I, I, it. I give a personal opinion, and and I'm wrong. That How could like, you be oh, wrong? It's just you'd be wrong. Solar's Valiant for me. That's all I'm saying. But I don't see how it's all right. Uh, Christ. Yeah, Move it. Move it on. Go. Let's talk about something else. Do a do a damn tweet. Do a damn tweet. Do a damn tweet. So someone picking that tweet? Uh I was This gets I us set, in trouble. I, set, I, I know because it slows stuff down just a little bit. A little bit. Um 
We did the 10 plus years. Uh, Super uh, Sibling says, why are we so awesome? Because we are, I guess. It's just the truth. There's a question. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. I know. From My Galactus. Yes. What what artists from the current generation do you think will be remembered among the ranks of Kirby, Colin, Ditko, etc.? Uh, uh, McFarlane. Uh, That's true. I, I hope you by the fact that people are spending right eighty thousand dollars for a page. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of a that's that's a tough question. Uh, I don't think so. I what can is, name off. At least is is, is 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 McFarlane really this generation? He hasn't done a comic book in twenty years. He's well, done stuff. He yeah, still he's produces stuff. covers well, for the. He's done Spawn. Huh? Yeah, he's Image left. United. He's done Haunt. Did he really do Haunt? Yeah. Really? Yeah. really? Dan, the, the proof's on the page. The gorgeous. He covers, he's still doing small covers. Yeah. All right. I'll make, uh, here's one. Greg Capullo uh, will be, will be mentioned in the same breath as those artists. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he will. I agree. No, I don't think so. Well, you don't think so? <laughs> no. Well, he's, he's, and he's great, he's but. Enough. Like he's not, he, it's not, he, he's. Because of the guy that was already mentioned. Well, it's not, it's not this generation, but this man should and, and probably will be mentioned in the same breath. Uh, Richard Corbin. I don't care what anybody says. Richard Corbin is as good as any of those guys. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Wood. Hmm. Mm, too murky. I love his stuff, but it's, it's. I'm, th- I'm thinking he, 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 well, so that, this generation, huh? So like Simonson doesn't count, like. Yeah. None of, none of those guys well, count. No. No, that why? Uh, well, what artists from the current generation do you think will be remembered okay. among the likes of, of Kirby and Coleman and Ditko? See, it's tough because, I mean, it's got to be transcendent. It's got to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to take a current, any current work and, 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 and view it as transcendent because it has to end the yeah, time. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, I would even say like Allure like, all, all is all like the a, a really good comic artist. He's Colin now because we remember him fondly above his peers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what about, um, Jimmy Chung? I mean, about, he's got that style just so that. Uh, how about, like, how about, like, someone like Stan Sakai? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or, you know, I, th- I think, I think Gabriel, um, yeah, Gabe Hart. Yeah, even though, even though, even though Gabriel has such kind of, you know, it's the same thing with, with, with he and Somni. It's like their work harkens back to people. It's like, you know, Kirby's work didn't harken back to people. They were, they Jesus. were, was, what? You guys are forgetting the obvious. Darwin Cook. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That, that's a good one. Yeah, I, 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 I can, I yeah, can, I can, yeah, Bruce Tim. And again, as much as we sort of, I think the four of us maybe more than like collectively dismiss, I mean, I, I think you gotta give in terms of longevity and, and, and career respect, especially like to a broader audience, you gotta give Alex Ross's props. Oh, I mean, Alex, yo, Alex Ross is, is well regarded in circles far beyond the traditional comic buyer as a renowned artist and illustrator. So, did we say Greg Capullo? <laughs> I think we forgot to mention him. Who else? Um, does Mignola count as this generation? No, because he was. Yes. He, he, yes. he does. Yeah. He's, he yeah. started yeah. way in the. Yeah, no, he's still putting out. I mean, well, so did Capullo. So did uh, yeah. Mignola. Might be so the guy. Sakai. 
you know, I, you know, I think that the jury's still out. And that's the thing is that we don't know. It's like, it's like pick, you know, future Hall of Famers from today's baseball players. You, you don't know. You know, I would look at guys like, you know, Ramon Perez and Scotty Young and Tom Fowler and Gabriel and Chris Somney. I mean, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole troop of them. Uh, I got one. Ben Temple Smith, I, you know, is, is yep. a guy to, on moon. Kind of, Chris Burnham. Burnham is 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 getting no into doubt the conversation. In my mind. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, there's I could Nathan Fox, I, I, Paul Pope. I could make, I could make a case, Paul Pope for sure. You know, yes. for sure. Uh, Stuart, Terry Moore, Stuart, Jeff Smith, Stuart Eminen. You know, yeah. It's there's there's a lot of great artists out there, um, and you know the people will be angry at us for for not mentioning a bunch of them. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it's hard. It's like that baseball conversation you know how many how many current major leaguers are going to be in the hall of fame yeah there's a lot of people that got off to the to the the hot start you know do they do they carry it through you know james jean james jean was an awesome cover artist he left comics you know so he has a a much smaller it's kind of like stranko his his body of work is so small at this point what's there is amazing but is it enough I don't know, dude. James Jean's like Gail Sayers. He's he's Hall of Famer. P. Craig Russell. Mm. But again, yeah, no, it's all about. I mean, again, it's yeah. who's going to remember. Like, I mean, I, sure. you know, again, it's like hardcore guys will be like, "Oh, he won five Eisners," but I mean, to the to the average person, I mean, they don't even know what the Eisner Awards is, much less sure. like that's sure. not going to matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and maybe Gail Sayers is, uh, thank you for the Bears reference, by the way. You're that right. might be a good one because he's, he's one of the greats, but not the greatest. And, and Sayers, yeah. if he had been healthy for, you know, 12, 15 years, you know, could have been the greatest of all time. Oh, and, you know, and, and James Jean, you know, certainly was, was down that path and then woke up and said, I can make a lot of money in other places. But that being said, you know, I don't know that I would include a, like someone that's just a pure cover artist, like in that kind of conversation. Cause like, you know, I mean, as, as awesome as Gene is, I don't know that like, I don't know what a kind of a storyteller he is, you know, like in terms of sequentials. Yeah. That's he, true. That's you true. You know, so. But I mean, it's part, it's part of it. I mean, God, you look at, uh, you look at Neil Adams though, and, and Adams certainly did his fair share of, of interiors. He did a lot of interiors, but God, he was a cover artist for a lot of stuff. He did so many covers. Yeah. So, but his, his sequential stuff is, is amazing. That's, I love Neil Adams more. Raphael Albuquerque, my boy. He's awesome. My dog. Yep. Rizzo. We didn't mention Rizzo. Oh, true, true. Mm, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah? Jeffrey Brown. Uh. For his own style. Yeah, like, I guess I would put him more in, like, who's the, who's the today's, like, who, who's going to remember in the same way that Robert Crumbs remembered, like, to me. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah, much, yeah, much yeah. more apt. Okay. Vince, you're, you're stunted. You sound, you sound verklempt. No, 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 no. It's just I, I was taken a bit aback by the Crumb. I'm Lee Edwards. By the who? By the Crumb comment. Crumb, Crumb uh, is on the same same level as Kirby, in my opinion. Well, yeah, Crumb, uh, Crumb is one of the, Crumb is one of the greatest. Saw. Well, I mean, in in uh, Crumb is an indie artist that transcended into the mainstream. The, mm-hmm. the dude is known by everybody. Uh, I, I yeah. Well, I think it, well, I, I would think that. I would contend that Crumb's name is known much more than his work is known. Okay. Well, the name you know matters. I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. No, but like, I, like I think the average person has probably seen Kirby drawings and not realized it. Right. They may even own a T-shirt oh, with a sure. drawing on it, but yeah. not know that it's Jack Kirby. Whereas, like, I think a lot of laymen have heard of of Robert Crumb, but don't know why. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think Crumb is a is a name that I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's semantic, so we don't want to. I don't want to belabor right. the point, but you know, I don't know. Well, I I would think that um, can, you know, can, no, that's not true. But uh, Crumb has a I lot have, of. Yeah. A, am I stat staticky? No, right. but, but I I had to mention Jaime Hernandez before I forget. Oh yeah. Mm. Yes, but you know, Fritz the Cat. Actually, the brothers Hernandez. Keep on trucking. Um, we can't go on without saying shout out to Igor Corday. That's right. <laughs> Just for that, that his massive cable work, which is awesome. Yep. Igor's a beast. Yep. <laughs> best, yep. best Phantom X ever. Shit. <laughs> 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 you want to play that game? Oh. <laughs> Somebody talk about comics because I'm going to get all, all, all nasty on the microphone. Awful Clint. Who read something? Yeah. David did. I did. What would you read? Damn, what I read. Actually, you know what? I, I, I went in the, um, hopped in the Wayback Machine during the, uh, during, during Thanksgiving. We didn't talk about it. Or I didn't bring it up last week, but, um, uh, for the, it, it was weird. It was a four-part story that uh, that that happened a bunch of years ago, and and I I stopped reading probably right before this happened, and and this was um this was the four-part Ultron story written by Kurt Busiek, penciled by George Perez, and inked by Alve. It was it's it's the story where you have Thor in the panel saying Ultron. Sorry, I always want to say Oive. Sorry, <laughs> of course you do. Uh, but Thor tells him, you know, Ultron, we would have words with thee. And, and it's, it, it's, it's four issues of this, this story kind of, I mean, I've, I've read Astro City. I've read things by Busick before, but his, his time on the Avengers, he was almost, he, he, he was like Claremontian in, in, in how many oh, yeah. words mm-hmm. were, were, were on the page. And, and there were, Plenty of caption boxes, and and, and I was giddy because there were actual thought balloons, especially when Black Panther was in action, and and it was it was the Avengers team of Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, in some god awful looking armor because he had the light bright helmet, and it just <laughs> it looked ridiculous, and uh, Firestar and um, Justice, or I still remember him as Vance Astro, and. Um, and Scarlet, Gypsy version, Scarlet Witch, and and there was uh, Wonder Man, Sans the Jacket, and and Vision. So it 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 was a good Avengers team, and um, but basically, uh, it involves Ultron for the most part, and a lot of Ultrons, and it 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 really was a story where, as as I'm reading each issue, it it's I don't know how. It, it, I really did have the sense of, I have no idea how they're going to get out of this. I, I don't know. Busiek told a story where I just, I, he had me as, as palm of his hand and, and, you know, every twist and turn, everything that was happening. And there were, there was bloodshed in this story because Ultron took over his, his own country and he reanimated all the corpses because, um, 
then they became his soldiers. So, you know, of course you have the Avengers trying not to, I guess, kill already dead people. And, and it was just, it, it was a very, it was a heavy freaking story. And, and, um, and I, I bought it during the Comixology sale and it was, uh, it was some Ultron events. So I, I bought those four issues because I said I, I stopped reading. I read the first, maybe, I think out of all the Heroes Return stuff, I may have stuck with Fantastic Four the longest. I do have the first 10 or 12 issues of Iron Man by Busiek and, and Sean Chen, but I, I don't, I never read them all. I, I, I won them on eBay a while ago, so I just, years ago, and I, I just haven't, haven't got around to reading that chunk. Um, the Captain America by, by Wade and Garney was good, and that was another one, though, where to me, it lost a little bit of its momentum because of, of Heroes Reborn and, and how they just kind of killed that whole creative team and, and, and that run so they can do the whole onslaught attacks everybody and you had Heroes Reborn. So um, Avengers, I, I read in the beginning and, and I probably bailed before the first year for whatever reason. And I didn't really read a whole lot after that first year, but, but reading these four, I, you know, I kind of kicking myself for not continuing it when, when it was coming out. Cause it was, and although maybe back then I probably wouldn't have appreciated it as much, but this was just, this was something that I was really impressed with. And it, it, it was dense. Uh, you're going to talk about Perez art. Of course, there's going to be some denseness to that cause it, it's detail heavy and it's, and, and he had, there was a bunch of rubble or a whole lot of, regular characters but now he has a whole bunch of different Ultrons on just about every page I mean he really put his heart in, into on, on every page it was it, it really is just a a nice tight uh, Avengers story it, it, it's as a beginning middle Hank Pym is involved there's a uh, it, it, it um, there's some flashbacks they Pay not. Actually, I think the story is dedicated to uh, to Roy Thomas, but Busiek pays homage to 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 what happened before, to things going back years ago. We have some Hank Pym flashbacks, and Jan talks about um, when he went crazy and and his uh, his um oh what do you call it? Not uh, he was dishonored, but he was he was oh oh Cart more court uh, court martialed from the Avengers. Uh, and it really, even if you don't know a lot about Avengers history and, and old school Avengers, Busiek does not make anybody feel left out that he, you don't have to have a PhD in, in, in what went on in, in the past, that everything is right here in these four issues. So if you do find any of the Busiek, Perez, Vey, Heroes, Return, Avengers issues, I would highly suggest picking them up. It's one of my favorite runs of Avengers. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah, like it. Great. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Yeah, I agree. I loved what was it? Two issues with the uh, the whole city gets transformed into Hulks. That that was bonkers. <laughs> really good stuff. But the whole run's great. Yeah. You think they could good work with the Avengers? Oh, he did. Oh, he yeah. does. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be Perez drawing all that stuff because not not only does Wanda every hair on her oh, head is drawn, mm-hmm. all the tassels and shit on her costume, and just the yeah, it's it's really really de- and every time 
uh, Wonder Man did his thing. He would oh, make make crackle. with the Kirby dots, the Kirby crackle, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. over the place. It's it's really nice run. Yeah, and they're yeah, cheap. We, um, go ahead. No, they're inexpensive if you want to search them. Yeah, out. yeah. And yeah, they yeah, recently absolutely. republished those in um, oversized hardcover form too. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yes, yeah. They did the. Uh, was it like the Avengers Assemble hardcovers or something? Yeah, yeah but they were yeah. oversized. Yeah, yeah. There's like four or five, I think, or six. Yep. Well worth it. And those are some of the books that Marvel has been remaindering over the years. So you can probably get those big ass hardcovers for like ten bucks. Yeah, three you, three bucks. If you look around, it's true. All right, David, did you exhaust your Avengers? Uh, on that particular part, yes. Got any more? Any more Avengers? Or wait, you didn't read nothing, Vince? I read something. I read lots of you, stuff. You I were had, already crackly, so am I crackly? No, you already were. No, you oh, were, excellent, were. excellent. Did you guys watch the Alan Moore, Mitch Jenkins, Jimmy Zen? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next week. Next week. Next week. Well, well, what I read. Um, watch the finale to Walking Dead, but okay. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. I read Morrison's action comics, one to eight. The hardcover. Oh, yeah. She's longer than it lasted. No, well, I was buying the uh, single issues, and I said, you know what? I'm going to wait for the eventual collection because I liked it a lot. Uh, I think I I uh, exited the premises around issue two, but uh, reading all eight, I think it's really awesome stuff. Um, cool. Yeah, even though it is Superman. Right, uh, it's a very different Superman than we encountered in his All Star take on the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I All Star's very regal in tone at times. Like we saw a god. This is, this is like the original action comics. Yeah, and he's yeah. learning. He's younger. Yeah, it's he's taking on slum lords and yeah. Right, but when you, when you have the main character doing a uh, a spatial ballet around the sun. <laughs> it's kind of hard to identify with that character in a sense because he's godlike, right? Yeah. Action comics is more playful. Uh, there's this um, youthful kind of exuberance to it that goes really well with the protagonist because at this point, Clark is young. He's he's only on, well, uh, he's only revealed himself as Superman for six months. So he's still... Uh, Still practicing, let's say, his powers, just seeing, uh, testing his limits. And he, Clark, gets a job as an investigative reporter for the Daily Star. Uh, Lex is working the angles too, but, uh, for the government, for the, for the military. Lex is hired to take down Superman because the government is very, very afraid of this being. And wouldn't you be too? So, um, Lex is in cahoots with a uh, universal sentient networked artificial intelligence called the Colony of World, the Colony of the Collector of Worlds, which is, it goes by very uh, many names. Uh, Computo, it was also called Numenoid, Breakmind 2. On Earth, it was called Internet. That's very cool. That's Morrison right there. Uh, <laughs> but on Krypton, it was known as Brainiac. So th- there's this vast interlocked network of this artificial intelligence that exists for one thing and and one thing only to collect significant artifacts from worlds and uh once it scoops up the choice items from from these civilizations it exterminates what's left 
thus bringing much value to the pieces it has in its collection because there is no more. So if you have a collection of um, very valuable artifacts from around the galaxy and you don't have the last son of Krypton and the ship he wrote in on in your collection, your collection is woefully inadequate. Uh, and that's what the collector comes to Earth for. It wants Superman. It wants the rocket. And what it does is it... Uh, uses, uh, how did they put it, dwarf star lensing, and it shrinks uh, New Troy, uh, the heart of Metropolis, and it puts it, it in this bottle-like structure. So what Morrison's doing here, he's doing the whole bottle city of Candor thing again. Um, and Candor is, was actually extracted from Krypton and is aboard the collector's ship. So now Metropolis is, uh, parts of parts of Metropolis are in a bottle on this ship and it's up to Superman to get him back. How's he going to do it? Well, read the book. But, um, I thought it was just, it was rip roaring. It, it, like, like a young Clark, a young Superman, it didn't stop. It's all over the place. It has a much faster pace than All-Star Superman. Um, Superman is, is saving people, uh, you see him tooling around Metropolis. He gets uh, Lex's big um, gambit to, to bring him in, and it actually works. Is if to shoot the biggest bullet at him that he possibly can, and the bullet is a passenger train. So this is not the all-powerful Superman from Act from uh, All Star Superman. This is a young, inexperienced Superman who stops the train, but he's brought down by it. He's knocked unconscious, mm-hmm. and he can bleed. So um, Lex brings him in. They hook him up to an electric chair. They torture him, literally torture the shit out of soup, out of Superman. And Lex has no problem with it. And there's some people around him in the military that actually quit because of the the uh, the pain that he uh, puts Superman through. But obviously Superman breaks out, and that's where the story just just takes off. Um, there's a little dude working behind the scenes. Let me see if you guys got the same take on it as I did. There's a, uh, the teetotaler that's talking to, um, uh, the, uh, the millionaire businessman, uh, Glenn Morgan, who's obviously Donald Sutherland, uh, in the beginning. And, and, uh, he just, he manipulates, he manipulates, no, it looks just like Donald Sutherland. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, uh, so he manipulates, um, these people into doing what he wants. But was that Morrison's new Mixelplex? Is that who we're supposed to? believe this character is because he has he has supernatural powers i mean yeah in, i think so in the two issues that follow the collective worlds thing which is a time travel story that takes place five years after superman's been in existence and uh it goes back in time and the legion of superheroes show, show up the original legion you have but it's real cool they're not they don't have youthful surnames they're lightning man and cosmic man and Saturn woman. So I, I mean, that, that's a nice twist. Um, and it has something to do with, I won't spill the beans, but it's, it's very cool. And there's an anti Superman squad that, uh, go back in time to the poem, to the moment before Superman created the Fortress of Solitude and try and, and get the dibs on him. And they do. But uh, I just thought that it is typical Morrison where it's, it's smart enough to, uh, I mean, he doesn't sacrifice the smarts for the action, is what I'm trying to say. 
it was it was a really good time. And um but the art I think is the weak link in this book. Because mm-hmm. the, the, it's, there's no consistency to it. It starts off with Rags Morales, right? And someone else, who else was doing it? David, I, I tweeted this to you and, uh, Brad well, Anderson. Well, in the, uh, well, the, yeah, that, I think it was the third or fourth issue where, where Superman is, is being contained. It's, it's Brad Anderson and, and Kubert. Yeah. Um, or Jin Ha. No, it's it's actually Rags. Gene Ha comes in, I think, in issue three with the flashback sequence on on Krypton when uh, the collector. Also, it was Rags and Anderson did the lowest pages. Yeah, and it's just so. So then you have Gene Ha, who's awesome, and it really works because of a flashback. But then you know, after a while, then there's I think there's one issue with like four different pencilers on it, and it's just I, I don't know if if Rags couldn't keep up the pace or it was just too demanding. But the art, mm, it's not bad. It's just that there's, it's so diverse that it, you kind of, you're kind of, it's consistently good art. It's just that it's not all, this one, um, Rags Morales, Brad Walker, Rick Bryant, and Bob McLeod on one issue. You know, and then from there, it goes to two issues of Andy Kubert, which is, which are awesome. But then, I mean, stylistically, nowhere near mm-hmm. um, rags. But I actually like the Andy Kubert issues the best mm-hmm. out, of, out of the whole run. I think they're Andy did he an does amazing, a good amazing, amazing job. Um, and then, of course, you get a nice assemblage of covers featuring Chris Burnham and uh, Gene Ha and Ethan Van Skyver. And, um, you know, uh, Jim Lee did one, but I gotta hand it to Rags that, that first, is it the first or is it the second? The, the image where Superman's in shadow holding up some kind of debris and he has the work boots on and the jeans. I think that's the first. That is an awesome image. That's a very, very good cover. I, I was I really impressed with the first issue. After the second is when things, is when I felt things started to just not look as, from one panel to the next, just yeah. either just movement or storytelling choices, but it, it wasn't it, that first issue I thought was solid. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the eight issues story wise, they're super solid. I, I think the story is excellent. Um, more, um, more, uh, Morrison plunders the, uh, John Corbin, uh, character from way back when. And, uh, John Henry Irons is working on an, uh, a battlesuit for the military and uh-huh. um it's consisted of metal dash zero metal zero but a lot of people don't pronounce zero zero they pronounce zero as o so when you say it that way ah. metal oh so it's metallo and and uh john corbin was the original metallo mm-hmm. and uh he's, he i guess he had some romantic past with Ro- lois and uh in the the midst of the collector taking over all of the technology in uh in metropolis he he's fighting it and his heart explodes so that's that's perfect metallo right there mm-hmm. um, yeah it's just it's it's great stuff it's really really intelligently written i mean it, yeah it's grant morrison but the i have to say if there's one weakness for these eight issues it's the arts just it's it's not the same damn what's inconsistent and yeah, yeah you know the 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 rigors of the the monthly comic book uh, kind of right 
And, and yeah, the, people aren't that, machines, that's right? Necessary. Yeah. But I gotta say, if Andy Kubert was on it from the get-go and produced all eight issues, it would be up there. Uh, it, this is just me dreaming again, but, um, if, if Kubert was at the helm, I believe it would be a much more solid work, I think. Not, not to slight rags, but, uh, there is at times Superman's lazy eye. Lex Luthor has a, a wicked lazy eye going on. Nice. That, uh, but that's just picking nits, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it, excellent. I'm glad I bought it. Uh, and Chris, you'll be happy to hear this. There's a, uh, notes and sketchbook section in the back. Mm-hmm. And Morrison himself, now you said this and I scoffed at you. Morrison himself. Well, scoff, equ- scoff. I did. Equates the rocket that brought Superman to Earth. Mm-hmm. As Moses's Moses's basket. Thank you. That's I mean, right from the the mouth of the author. Mm-hmm. Yep, there you go. And I I poo pooed it. <laughs> I scoffed, but no, I, not I, just I mean a hat the rack, crow now. Not just a hat rack. Yeah. Well, sure. You're, you're you're casting a child into the wilds. I I you know when you when you start citing religious things as as uh, evidence, I automatically. Throw the wall. Well, I mean, I mean, Moses was a, a a precursor to Christ, so he's he was kind of a precursor messianic figure, and and Superman certainly has that, you know, the savior, uh, the the person who will lead us to something better. Yeah, so my people of, go. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot. There's a lot of that. So, um, Matthew Schofield asks, hi. Are any of you sampling Marvel Now titles? What you think? I miss talk of current titles on EOC. What happened last week? Did he not get last week's episode? Well, apparently he has lost last week. He's a little behind, I guess. I guess. That's, that's cool. Listen, listen to last week's episode, my friend. Um, let's see. David's going to get mad at me. Why? Because I sampled one Marvel Now title. Why One. Get mad at you? Well, you will, because you, like you, you will. Nothing to do with it. No, so you'll shit? just you'll disagree with me. It's, I did not say they were shit. How can I say they were shit? I didn't even read them. Uh, <laughs> I, I read Fraction and Allred's FF number one. Yes, we will disagree. Yeah. Not on everything, but yeah, there are some yeah. things we'll disagree on. Overall, I thought it was poop. And and you weren't very impressed, right? No, and that's that saying something because. When Mike Allred is involved, I will buy anything. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, there's definitely, there's, there's, you have a, well, I don't know if the assumption is the right word for it, but I mean, you, you are going to expect, you have expectations when you, when you read an Allred comic. Yes. I don't think, um, to my tastes, I don't think Fraction, the voices coming from the characters were not, um, genuine to me. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Dave, and this is where David and I disagree. I thought his per- portrayal of Franklin was an abomination. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Well, okay. Uh, I, I think he just filled Ben's mouth with, uh, Kirby-esque, ah, yeah, Palooka, um, you know, just bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought the whole talk between Reed and Scott, uh, which went on for like page after page of Scott saying, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden at the end, yeah, okay, hey, I'll do it. Over. I'll do it. Yeah. I don't know. I, and, and to be honest, I, I don't think it was, uh, Mr. Albert's finest hour. Yeah. 
I would but, agree with you there. Yeah, right. but no, I, and I, uh, honestly, like I, mass, I'm, I'm not buying anything. I gave the first issue away, actually. Here. Wow. You enjoy this. I'm, I, I just didn't dig it. I hated this, so I hope you enjoy it. I didn't hate it. It's just that I have to be compelled to continue reading something. And there was nothing there for me to latch on to. I will wait for you guys to read things, and if it sounds good, I will get it in trade. Much like I'm doing with Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I'm I'm, I'm moving completely to to collected editions uh, with Marvel now, using it as the perfect breaking point, so I will be likely talking about plenty of the titles as I read them, but I'm waiting for the solicits. I think uh, the first of the Marvel Now trade solicits was in this month's preview. So in a couple months, I'll start being back up on them. Cool. Hey, we got one from June Bob. Hey! June Bob Kim. And I just got to say, Kim. do you guys frequent June Bob's site? Yes. JuneBobKim.com. Yes. I should more. He, he recently put up uh, an illustration of... Uh, Deja Thoris from Burroughs's uh Martian uh Mars stories. Yes. He is disgustingly talented. Yes. It, it is yes. it is an amazing image. So and I got, uh had June Bob Art up in this piece. Yeah. Uh well my man he, he did what man thinks for me. That's just incredible. But my, I gotta my, say my creeper still holds a place of honor here. His talent has compounded since uh, I got that. Oh, it's fantastic. He's yeah. he's becoming an amazing, amazing illustrator. Yeah, uh, I always fall back on this, but I see it in his style. He has the skill of one of the uh, Filipino masters. He really does from from the Bronze wow. Age. the The pen work is just incredible. And I, and when he when he tweeted this, I had to send him. A, I, I sent him a private message. I'm like, dude, this image is brilliant. It's it's just fantastic. And he's like, no, no, I, seriously, it is amazing. Uh, go to Jim Bob's site. Uh-huh. See, see if I'm lying. June Bob Kim, J-U-N-B-O-B-K-I-M dot com, and go see for yourself this image. It is deliciously beautiful. But anyway, he's got a tweet, a live tweet. What does he say? He says, uh, what pro artists changed their styles drastically over their career, but you loved it regardless? Can any, can an artist become legendary without a defined style? Mm, that is their style though. I that's, mean, yeah, I don't know legendary without their own style. Um, that was my Capullo thing. It's like Capullo's great. I don't know if Capullo has defined, defined his own style yet. Ooh. Respectfully disagree, but I got to go with the with the obvious for this one. Respectfully disagree, Frank uh-huh. Miller. Oh yeah, hmm. Hey, he did change it. I was gonna say for the yeah, better. Changed it all right for the better. Um. Well, I mean, it's 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 changed. Um. Uh. Eminem changes his styles. Oh, all he's all yeah yeah. Well, Norton's uh, a chameleon too. Got yep. uh, Jim Rugg. Jim Rugg can wear some of the cats. Uh, you know, Mignola has changed his style. Uh, and oh, obviously, from the old, from the old to, Alpha Flight yeah. to Cosmic Odyssey. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, so I think, you know, uh, I think you know, how about Keith Giffen? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, but again, that's another thing where, see, I, I like his old Legion style, but then yeah. the other stuff, it, it took me some getting used to. I, Dude, Trencher? Herb Trimpy. Herb Trimpy? Yes, Trencher. <laughs> 
Trenchard's Trimby awesome. Trimby changed his style, and, and it wasn't necessarily for the better, but it was it was no, to... No, that was an editorial mandate. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I think Scotty Young has changed a lot from sure. his mm-hmm. early stuff to where he is now with all the odd stuff. Now, yeah. um, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, there's, you know... Yeah, no love I mean, for the five years later Legion stuff that Giffen did? The... Uh, I don't know if. How about um? How about Buckingham? Sure. Yeah. I yeah. love Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm saying like I feel like he's changed, but but I think he's, yeah, you know, absolutely. I got a good one. Ian Churchill. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, oh, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. But like, I feel like, see, he, yeah, I guess I like, yeah, he's someone who I didn't really care for. Now I love really like. So yeah, yep. that's, that's a good one. Um, yeah, well, that's some. Oh smart. God, um, um, oh, ever since he, and and this is kind of one of those things. Is did they change style, or was it just the introduction of of an inker that? You know, that they work with, because you look at stuff that Doug Mackey was doing, you know, eight, ten years ago, and look at what he does now with Christian, and it's like a different artist. Well, I'll definitely agree with you, because, you know, Christian, I think it's fair to say, is uh, not always, you know, he can't, he has trouble keeping with a, you know, a regular regular schedule, so Monkey often has uh, other anchors do his stuff, and it's... Tom Tom Wynn will... Yeah, it's pretty dramatic. So, um, yeah, it it takes Christian more time to ink those pages than it does for Doug to draw them. Yeah, and then we have the flip side, Greg Land, which we just talked about. I mean, we talked about that. Like we talked, what we say, we said uh, Mm -hmm. Greg Land and uh, and Sal Roca. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's lots of guys that have kind of morphed it. You're like, huh? Yeah, Yeah, and there's a guy like Chaken who kind of you know oscillates back and forth. Or like Cassidy, and I'm like, really? Did, did, did someone? No, how, how's like, Cassidy's new stuff? You know, it's interesting. Like, I've, I've heard people be like, "Oh man, it's good to see Cassidy back on his game." Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know what they were reading. They must have been just going by the uh, the Superman covers or, yeah. or Shadowland. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, the um, I mean, I've only, I guess, for referring to Uncanny Avengers number one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's okay, but it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it feels stiff to me. Like it, it doesn't, doesn't have much dynamism, Yep. but it's definitely like the line work seems more consistent. Like he seems more engaged than he has recently. So I give him that. You but, can tell who the characters are, but yeah, there's not yeah. much life there. It's, right. it's, it's sterile. Yeah. 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 Yep. Jason, what'd you read? Dude, I got one. Hmm. I think it's a perfect one for Jim Bob. Um, Bahalo. Oh. Cause he's changed quite a bit. And, and I know he's not, some would say not for the better, but I still think his stuff is unbelievably gorgeous, but it's much more stylized now. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Travis Charest. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Man, can he, is he, this is not doing anything anymore. He's, he's slow, man. He is, dude. As a dark stars. It's like, yeah. what did it take him 10 years to do that Meta Barons thing? And it's only oh. like 56 pages. <laughs> Yeah, do freaking page of mine. For reals, yo. What else? What you reading, Jason? Um, well, I read two. I mean, uh, two two things uh, uh, on the way here um, to Minneapolis. Um, uh, one was the latest Walking Dead trade, which is 
What's that? 17? Yeah. Yeah. Did you read it? Got it. Didn't read it yet. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's, it's, uh, it, inc- it is inclusive of, of, of the 100th issue, which, which I had uh-huh. already when it came out. Um, it's, it's sort of, you know, that's, so that's part of, of, of what's going on. I mean, um, you know, I found it entertaining. I mean, I would say, you know, The Walking Dead, I feel like, has sort of been cyclical for me in the sense that, like, it seems like one trade, because I read it in trades, like, like, I felt like the 16th trade was pretty slow. Like, I felt like there really didn't much, much, not much happened. And then I felt like this one was pretty action-packed and a lot of consequence. Um, you know, and then it's like, is 18 going to be slow again, or is it going to just keep going? You know what I mean? Like, so... Um, but I like this one. I, I like that they kind of changed the, they changed the dynamic and, and they, they, uh, you know, they, they, uh, you know, they, they, they put, put Rick and the crew on their, you know, backpedaling for the first time in a while. And, uh, you know, clearly things aren't, you know, aren't going that I way. get the feeling whenever I read Walking Dead and I stopped at issue 100 that it makes so much money that they can't stop now. It's like fables. It's like we all kind of know that Fables was supposed to end with the with the major, you know, the, the 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 war, and whenever that was resolved, it's like that was supposed to be the end of the series. But it was so popular at that point that oh shit, we can't stop making it. I feel like that has. I, I feel like Walking Dead is done telling stories. It's just, it's the same, it's the same thing over and over again is how I start, started to feel with it. So it's like, okay, well, we need to ramp up the, you know, the extremeness of it and keep the train rolling. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's. Well, didn't they say that Walking Dead trades um, literally saved Diamond's book division? Sure. I mean, it's a phenomenon. And like I think fifty percent of the revenue comes from Walking Dead. Yeah, who knows? It's a phenomenon, and and it, it's so it's so bizarre to look at the sales figures because they keep going up, and the damn TV show does the same thing. And I love it as a comic book fan. I absolutely love it. I'm just right. done reading the comic book, you know. And, and I don't know where Jason is with how you feel about the stories if they're if they're creating new environments for you or new you know stuff that, enough to keep you interested i just thought with that hundred issue it's like okay you know what don't there's nowhere else that you're gonna go that i'm gonna want to follow at this point yeah like i said i mean to me it's 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 been very much up and down like i, I read the 16th trade and i don't even think we brought it up on the show I, I just i didn't i was like okay i'm like wow that was like nothing really happened to me you know again my so it's sort of like uh that's why it used to be I, as soon as the trade got in my my Came in my DCPS box. It was the first thing I read. Mm-hmm. This time it's been sitting there for a week or two. Um, but it's like, oh, I'll be on the flight, you know, and, 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 and I, I guess I maybe, you know, cause I've been so, so busy dissecting the TV show and all the nuances of what I like and dislike about it. Um, maybe I had a little bit different, different perspective this time reading it. I just, I, I did enjoy it. Um, I don't know that it really broke any new ground on a lot of levels, but, but, you know, the, the one thing I would like to see them do, which I think could really, I would love for them to, like go even further than they've gone and like really clean the slate in terms of the characters that we're used to following. Like, I mean, again, this is a whole world, mm-hmm. right? So like, I would love for them to introduce us to a whole new set of characters. Cause I think exactly. that would be instantly interesting. Cause then we're not going to know there are some entire journeys arcs for them to take. We don't know what they're going to, who, you know, that, that would be fascinating yeah. to me. Um, you know, I, it's like, 
Mm-hmm. Like, if they kill Rick soon, I'd be giddy. Yeah, I thought that they created a great opportunity whenever they, you know, found Jesus's encampment there. It's like, okay, you know what? Take a couple of those characters and let's go back to the beginning, right after the the zombie outbreak, and follow their story for seventy issues until you get to to where you know they they are in issue 100 and you know i i i'm right there with you i want to see other i I don't care about rick anymore yeah yeah um no exactly so i mean kind of just enough said on that i guess and i know it's always hard to i don't want to give specific spoilers because people lose their minds about that so um i I just saw it i'm looking looking through my trade now oh yeah yeah so hundred yeah well there's actually more than one pretty big in this trade, because I think issue 100 was spoiled, well, at least by the internet's quite a bit, but, but stuff happens before issue 100 and, and like that I think is equally interesting. But, but, but no, and, and the other thing I read, which again, you know, no surprise to you guys or the people that listen regularly. I mean, I, I read the final scalps trade, um, mm-hmm. which, uh, Don't you know, no, 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 I'm not, no, no, I'm not gonna, it's just, you know, I just, I will say that, you know, as I've, I've, as I think it's been my, it's been my comic of the year too in the last three years, and, and yes. so I, you know I don't need to say how much I love it, but it was in you know sometimes I think um, whether it be TV shows, long running TV shows, or or comics, or, or anything s- s- serialized, the the, uh, the the ending you know the finale can often be a letdown you know because you have these expectations for it, and and in this case I mean I just thought it was just just as as Aaron continues to prove in terms of his versatility as a writer, it it was just a beautiful. You know, he wraps up the, he wraps up all of the arc, the character arcs in, 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 you know, ways that don't feel hurried or cheap or cliched. And, uh, uh, you know, they're not all happy endings and they're not, you know, they're not necessarily all tragic endings. They're just endings. You know, they're, 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 you know, we've, we've seen a window into their, these people's lives. You know, some move on to be relatively mundane as, as is, you know, I think human nature is, you know, sometimes you have these periods in your life when you look back and they were, they seem action packed and adventurous, but you know, you, a lot of chunk of your life is kind of normal and he, he takes you on that journey. You know, there, there are some characters that just kind of go on to f- some almost surprisingly normal existences and then others, you know, go maybe more predictably tragic existences, but, but they each have their, their journey and, and he, he chronicles that for you in the last few issues and it's like a, it just felt like a really clean, nice goodbye to a world that we're really never going to see again. I mean, I don't see him going back to this world and, and, and no. I just think that, uh, it just, it, it didn't feel cheap. It didn't feel cheap. It didn't feel hurried. Like, you know, he was like, all right, it's time to wrap this up. And it just, it, um, it just felt really, really, really great. And again, not surprising because he's to my mind, you know, this is, I think this is his best work and he is one of the best writers in comics. So I, I just, it, it was just terrific. And, and RM Guerra again, you know, um, awesome, awesome artist. He, he, you know, he deserves so much praise. Uh, and, and, you know, this is again, kind of his first big, big work. And he, he was on, you know, at least 95% of the issues, uh, throughout the whole run. So I, I if I'm not mistaken, I think Aaron and he have another project lined up that they're going to do together in a completely different genre. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. But well, it's probably it's probably a good time, and I know that we're we're going to be running short on time here pretty soon. But I'm um, talking about a Vertigo book. We should probably all um, mention how awesome Karen Berger is as she announced that she's yeah, stepping down okay. this cool. week. So I didn't know if you guys talked about that at the beginning of the show, but yeah, for no, sure, have not yet. And, uh, you know, what a, um, I think, uh, the, the question came up a couple times tonight on, you know, pick, uh, you know, landmark comics or, you know, what 
artists are in the pantheon of, of greatness. And you know, I think in an era where where comic book editors have become kind of these pseudo comic book celebrities almost that, I mean, there are some editors out there that, that have very, um, um, they, they don't shy away from being public figures, whether it be on, on Facebook or Twitter or press conferences or that kind of stuff. Karen Berger owns them all. That woman and what she did, at Vertigo and how much of, I mean, you think about the last 25 years in comics and like the really, really important comics that have come out, how many of them came out through Vertigo and were overseen by her is just mind boggling. Well said. I mean, I, you know, I, I was, I think the coolest thing about all this, cause, cause look, I mean, we've even maybe talked about it on the show, but I, I think certainly anyone that's sort of even remotely involved in the inside baseball part of, of the comics world has, has, has speculated that Karen Berger's time at, at DC was, was short, right? Because, yeah. you know, I mean, first of all, it was pretty well known that she didn't particularly have much of a relationship with, with, with Dan DiDio and, and then, or Dio, and then, you know, once Dio was made sort of the co, you know, co-publisher, co-publisher and, and then, you know, a lot of, of, of the other burger, you know, like people like, you know, Shrek and some of those other people were, were, you know, given the axe and it just, and then it went from, she was, when the DC reshuffle first happened, it was made clear that she answered directly to, to no one other than, you know, the higher ups. But then once the Jim Lee and, and, and Dio became co-publisher, it became clear that she answered to, 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 to Dio and, I think a lot of us said, "Oh boy, well, that's not you know." Mm-hmm. They, clearly, that's that that doesn't put time. For the yeah, thing. the clock is ticking. Yeah. You know, and then I guess Vertigo still. I mean, they still do publish titles, but but you know, I guess we again had like you know, you had the I think the, the straw that broke the camel's back probably was the was the news that Hellblazer was coming to an end, and uh, so a long long winded way of saying I guess I'm not surprised that she's gone, but yeah. but the writing's been on the wall. But yeah, I think you're right. And the coolest thing about this whole thing for me is seeing all the the editors and artists and writers on Twitter, you know, just chiming in saying, you know, they wouldn't have careers if it wasn't for Karen Berger, you know, and, and, and that's that spans of run I mean that's 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 newer artists and, and creators like Jason Aaron and Ryan sure. Kelly and people like that, but it's also Jeff you know, Lemire. Yeah, it's but I mean it's people that I mean we're talking, yeah. you know, people are chiming in that are you know been found that have been in this business twenty five, thirty years saying that now. Oh, you know, yeah. it's like so so that's pretty cool. And you know, look I I, I think as I said uh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I said, look, she, uh, people are acting like this is a, you know, the, like at the end for her. I, I just think, I honestly think it's a new beginning. I suspect given her oh. reputation and, and, and seemingly how much she's beloved by the, so many people in the industry, I suspect she will have a number of very hopefully interesting opportunities to, to, you know, do some really creative curation. I, I- I think yeah. I think any publisher that's not named DC or Marvel would be remiss if they weren't on the phone with her right now saying what do you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And and if if we're making it's yeah. it, it, it image know, any of them. My prediction was that she's going to go to uh, one of the major book publishers and you know who all when I think get into the graphic novel businesses more and, and have struggled really frankly to maintain consistency and uh, she'll have big budgets and she'll, you know, she'll be able to, you know, she'll have, I, I think she'll really, she'll be able to tap into much like she did in the early part of Vertigo into talents that, 
you know, aren't necessarily, you know, from the comics lineage. And I, I, I'm excited. I, I hope, yeah. hopefully we won't have to wait too long to see what she's up to next, but yeah. you know, she's so certainly what, earned the right is, to take her time. What is, what is Vertigo publishing now? Um, uh, well, American Vampire. Unwritten. It's on, it's on hiatus. Only for six months. I mean, he already said they're already hard at work on, uh, okay. hard, already hard at work on the next, uh, on the next, um, uh, arc. It's just, they're actually taking the break mainly because, uh, uh, Raphael said he was mm-hmm. upset that he couldn't, because they were doing more than a monthly book because they were doing those, those tie-ins and sure. he was upset that he couldn't draw those two and, so Scott said, well, then this time we'll let you, we'll let you create enough of a cushion in the regular series that when we do spinoffs, you'll be able to do them too. So that's still there and you got unwritten, right? And, uh, but let's see what else. I mean, Sweet Tooth just ended. So, um, I don't know what else. Uh, exactly. It's Fables. Yeah. Fables is still, yep. Fables and Ferris. And, uh, so there's those two books. Um, uh, Scalp just ended, like I said. Uh, DMZ just ended. Sweet Tooth about to end. Um, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff ending, not a whole lot of new stuff coming out. I'm I'm worried about Vertigo. I am worried. Saucer Vertigo, Country, right? Yeah, um, it's there's uh, some. You know, I is read. Is Zombie still coming out? No, I oh. Oh, no. Oh, because Roberson left. Remember? Yeah, Roberson. Well, so left. let's see. So on sale December twelfth is Dominic Laveau, Voodoo Child, and Saucer Country. I don't know how long, if they're continuing. Then is Django Unchained, which is a miniseries. Fables, Hellblazer, which is going away. Unwritten, which is, I saw, yeah, so we already said those two. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Punk Rock Jesus is about to end. American Vampires on Hades. Um, that's, yeah, I guess that's, that's all that's doing come out. Yeah, sure. you're right. There isn't much. Yeah. So that's, yeah, there's not much. I am, I am, I'm worried about vertigo. <laughs> so, but why be worried, right? It's like, it's, I mean, like I'm saying in the sense that like, it, what's to be worried about if there's not any titles, you know, we're already kind of at that point, right? I mean, other than people like me and Vince who are continuing to read fables and enjoy it, that's, there isn't really much to miss, right? It's pretty much running down. Yeah. So, uh, but you look at, uh, you look at what has come out of there in the last, even the last 10 years, you know, stuff like, you know, 100 bullets and, uh, you know, Sweet Tooth is, 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 you know, certainly, certainly one, uh, of the last ones, but why the last man? It's, I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that people hold up as being Northlanders, DMZ. Oh God, preacher. It's, it's, you know, so much, you know, I look at my, look at my comic book shelf and God, there's, you know, would there be a Grant Morrison if it wasn't for what he did at Vertigo? Well, he was making comics before he went to Vertigo over over in uh, Britain. So no, but I think the Chris he, he would yeah. he would still have. I think he would still have a, a career. I don't think he would be. It would be as robust as as he is now. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. You know, Alan Moore. You know, it's like God. Alan Moore and Karen Berger kind of made Vertigo with Swamp Thing. You know that that really kind of birthed that whole that whole title so you know the, the major 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 you know tip of the cap to her and and i hope that uh you know i hope that there are people in place to kind of carry that that flame uh along with vertigo because it's you know it's it's a big part of why i'm a comic book fan truth Vince, you're quiet you yeah, agree? I, I should not have looked at this walking dead thing Oh Jesus! Oh, you're upset now, aren't you? Uh, 
<laughs> wow. I, I don't I don't know if I want to keep reading this. No, no, what I'm saying is it, it I mean it certainly fits in with the overall theme of the book that the real mm-hmm. real monsters are, are the humans and, and not mm-hmm. the, the things walking around, but it's it's profoundly disturbing. The yeah. uh yeah. the the length of the scene and the really goes at it, man. Yeah, and is 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 it because um, it's it's well written and well uh, visualized that it's so disturbing? And uh, can I fault them for being good at what they're doing? I I really don't know if I want to want to continue reading this. Yeah, I didn't. There you go. At that point, they 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 it was the the soul of the book for me, and I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I don't get disturbed easily. That's, <laughs> that's pretty fucked up. Whatever. Did. I'll put it down. <laughs> Look at the clock Lost on the wall. Oh, we, got a lot, we got lots of time. You know what I want to talk about? I lost. I need to... No, it's, we're only at 145. I need to friggin... Sear my eyes to get those goddamn images <laughs> out of my head. Um, I got the first uh, issue proper of Bleeding Cool. And oh, mag- okay. magazine, yeah. And there's a mm-hmm. uh, an article in here: the 100 most powerful people in comics. It's uh oh, you know, I meant to actually, I I meant to go to the site and see was on the list because, um, because I, don't I think saw he Richard- published. The whole thing, because it's in the oh, magazine. Oh, it's just in the magazine. Yeah, I think so. I just I saw him tweet that he was he made some joke of like he was pretentious enough to put himself on the list. Yeah, but he's kind of low. He's um sixty seventy eight. <laughs> now, he's do seven, they define no, this? Or it's just the top one hundred most powerful people in comics. Period, or he defines it. Um, the reasoning for each one is is pretty clear cut. It's top one hundred power list. The top 100 power list of comic books by Rich Johnson. And you could probably pick the top 10, right? Who would you think? So it's it, it just be, but answer me. So are executives included? Yes. All right. Well, then, uh, Diane Nelson. In the top 10? New. No. Well, then it's just really? list then. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll read you. I'll read you something. The, the, nope. Nope. There's no surprise here. What? Uh, the, Mike Richardson is not in the top 10. No. no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him in the top ten. No, no, he's number nineteen. Um, okay. Number one, Jim, better power than Mike Richardson. Um, I'll oh, tell you sure. that when I get to that. N- number one is Jim Lee. Oh, okay. Number two is Isaac Perlmutter. All right, time out. See, I already, you already lost me. Jim Lee works for Diane Nelson, so I, I don't understand okay. how he could be more powerful than her. That, that's but. what I'm saying. The list is kind of ridiculous. And then uh, Butter has, he's not in, he cashed out. What's he doing now? He's, he, yeah. he got billions for selling Marvel to DC, Disney. What does he, what does he do now with it? It says around, uh, to summarize, he was lucky enough to have a toy, uh, company that Marvel was interested in. And when they were having financial woes, he leveraged all his, uh, uh, contributions into stock options. And now he's one of the richest men in comics. I guess that's the benchmark. That he's really stinking right. rich. You see, yeah, I guess I'm just not like he was. I, I don't know the promo. Is Perlmutter doing? Is he actively involved in? I don't think he's even active, actively involved in Disney. Is he? I don't. 
I don't know. Yeah. Um, next, well, maybe because they, they, uh, forecast next year's position on the chart. And it says, okay. next year's position depends upon the success of a certain lawsuit from ex Disney employees tarnishing his name at the company. What okay. Is, yeah. Number three is Robert Kirkman. Yeah, this, yeah, this is where it started to get a little wonky for me. Number four is Jeff Johns. No way. No. Yeah. Number five is Casada. Six is okay. <laughs> six is Bendis. What? Seven is Dan uh, Dio. Yeah, I, you well, I, I, mean, I agree. With, yeah, no, I don't have a problem with these in the sense that they, they, I think they're highly. Again, like if, again, if we're talking influential, putting aside our own personal taste or where we're leaning, I mean, Marvel and DC still control the market, and those guys sure. are the most influential creative parts of. They, they have the most influ- influence on the creative side of of, of the comics right now. Yeah. So, so seven was Didio. Eight okay. is Thomas Tull. I don't know who that is. CEO at Legendary Films and Legendary Comics. Whatever. Wait, wait. wait, wait. Why, <laughs> why, why is he important? Uh, he's the geek mastermind uh, behind the big Warner Brothers movie success of Christopher Nolan Batman. And the Man oh, of Steel relaunch. Oh, uh, well, that's fair then. I didn't. Okay. Just, I didn't yeah, on the other hand, he's the man behind the Tower Chronicles, Hor- Holy so, Terror. No, but why oh, is he? Why is he on the list higher than Kevin Feige then, who runs Mar- uh, Marvel Studios? I don't know. Uh, Kevin I mean, Feige is number nine. He is. Okay. So he is higher. I was going to yeah. say. Okay. Yeah. And number ten is Eric Stevenson from Image Comics. Image. Okay. You know. Uh, Who's to say? But I, I can't get, I can't, I can't get into that. Yeah, it's just, it's just a crazy, crazy ass list. Eleven's Mark Miller. Uh, let's see, Axel Alonso's number fifteen, one tick above Joss Whedon at number sixteen. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, this is whack list. This is whack it is, it is crazy. Uh, Grant Morrison whack, whack is number eighteen, uh, one tick above um, Mike Richardson. Jeff Loeb is number twenty-two. <laughs> well, he's in and, charge. Theoretically, he's in charge of Marvel TV now. I'm still waiting yeah, for okay. TV to happen. We'll, we'll give him that. We'll give him that. Twenty-seven is Stan Lee. <laughs> Twenty-eight <laughs> is Neil Gaiman. He's putting Stan Lee above Neil Gaiman, and 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 they're all above Alan Moore at number thirty. Oh, Alan doesn't Di- do much anymore. Diane what? Nelson is number twenty-nine. That's ridiculous, but okay. Yep. Considering Diane Nelson is the one for de- determining whether or not Lee and Didio and Johns keep their jobs. Seriously, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, she could have call a meeting tomorrow and fire all three of them, like, in one meeting. So I don't know that, I don't know how this possible, one, by definition, she could be lower than them, but. This one seems right on the money. Brian K. Vaughn is number 33. That seems sensible to me. Because, you know. You you have not on not his comic book work, but well, like give me like who's number one hundred? Like I'm curious, like who who kind of like makes the yeah? Who's number one hundred? Yeah. Um, let us see. Number one hundred is Howard Chaykin. Hmm. Yeah, just because <laughs> um, he he still does comics, and a lot of the industry people turn to him for advice. That's the qualifications for for number uh, one hundred. It does seem like a lot of current dudes really do have mad respect for him. Like oh, yeah, and, and rightly really so. Should. Yeah. Bob Shrek is 98. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Real from IDW is 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Any other media people besides Rich? Uh, I doubt uh, it. Let's see. Mil- Milton Greep, the man behind Capital City. 
He's number ninety. He's number. He's on ICV too, though. I mean, he's yeah. George R. R. Martin's number eighty-five. In comics, yeah. Uh, <laughs> geez, okay. This is, this, uh, let's see. Lance Fensterman is number eighty-four. Oh, nice! Wow, oh, nice. Lance. Lance. Yeah, Chris Staros is eighty-one. Props. Uh, this is Where's Eric Larson's. <laughs> yes, she is. She is number sixty. Okay, number sixty. Mm-hmm. Uh, two clicks behind the anonymous comic shop clerk with a scanner. <laughs> is, oh, is, where's, where's Garib at? Uh, Garib Seamus is not on here at all. What about Brevoort? Yeah, he's on here. Brevoort is actually number. He's fairly high. Oh, man. I guess he's a lot higher than I guess. He's number 17. Are creators like, are like people like Scott Snyder and Jason Aaron on there? Yes. Scott Snyder is on here. Um, and he is number 48. Okay. No Jason Aaron at all. Really? Yeah. Hickman's 51. Interesting. McFarlane's 46 and Mark Wade is 45. Huh. Garth Ennis is 53. Fraction is 54. See, that's crazy to me. Aaron's gotta be on there. Fraction's on there. It's gotta be. Uh, uh, I don't see Jason Aaron at all. That Warren Ellis spectacular. is, is 67. Mm. Valentino, 68. Maybe Wait, I'm what? Missing... Yeah. <laughs> Jim Wait, Valentino. For, for the three is pages of Image United he banged out? I mean, what? Well, Shadowline, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's still, he's still Wait, operating. Oh, Shadowline. Cause Shadowline's banged out how many comics in the last Lots. In the last year? Well, maybe not in the last year, but... Well, this is this year's Comics 100, right? But I think it's cumulative. This is the first year they're doing it. Cumulative? Yeah. He's still still an image owner. Yeah. Eric Larson's on here, too. What does that mean? Hmm? He's an image owner. What does that mean? So what? Wow. Kevin Eastman's 92. I guess, so... Yeah. Hmm. Whackless, um, dude. I don't, I don't see Jason. I don't, I don't care, honestly. Yeah, I don't see Jason Aaron at all on here. Maybe I'm just missing it, but. Or Drupal Whack. I do not think. Where are you at, Vince? Where am I at? Yeah. I'm 101. 101. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to say where 11 o'clock comments ranks, because <laughs> I don't. JMS <laughs> is number 50. Who, who ranks after Rich on the list? Who ranks after Rich? Let's yeah. see. Since Rich is number 78. After Rich is J. Scott Campbell, Kate Beaton, uh-huh. Chris Staros is, is number 81. Faye Desmond is uh, 82. She's the general manager of uh, San Diego Comic-Con since 85. Oh, right. Yeah. Seiji Horibuchi is number 83. He's the chairman of Viz Media. Fensterman's 84. R.R. R. Martin is 85. Gary Groth is 86. To put... Yeah, above no. It's just, just, <laughs> yeah, it's a silly, silly list. But um, but and another silly thing about the magazine: there's a price guide. Ugh, please. And uh, it, it lists wow. hot. I, I I don't know, but uh, he's he's asking for contributions from comic shops, so he gets a a man on the street uh, opinion of these things. But there, there's a, they they break it down, and there's one little category towards the end: images, first issues. Mm-hmm. According to this, I don't know how true this is. I don't. I'm not Jay Tomio, so I don't scour the eBay's to see what these things are going for and the <laughs> comic shops. But image first issues, chew number one 
is apparently going for $410. Damn. Invincible number one is going for $207. Morning Glories, $66. Non-player 22. Yeah. Uh, Peter Panzerfaust. That just came out within eight months, right? $130 for the first issue. What? It's not even... hmm, Okay. Uh, Walking Dead, a grand. That's true, because... Yeah. Thief of Thieves. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. I guess Thief of Thieves is in development for a TV show? Yeah. So the first issue is going for $80. Hmm. Uh, and the, the, uh, first issue of Spawn is going for 35. That's way overpriced. I can, I can attest to that. Uh, Secret Agent Poyo. That special that just came out. $20. (laughs) <laughs> it's nuts. I, I, I see when, when I see things like this, just basically like, what? Really? I, I, I mean, I was unaware about Walking Dead. I, I thought it was going for good money, but a thousand? Yikes. That's awesome. That, that is Kudos crazy. Kudos to those people that speculated because I guess they, for once they had, they were right to have. It's, it's just unbelievable. Now, Miracle Man, they are holding their value. Parts of them. Well, that's because the, the reprints still haven't come out. I mean, no Marvel. But was, he, I mean, even the collected editions that uh, they put out, the third book three is going for one hundred thirty-five dollars. That's that's and but issue fifteen tops them all at two hundred and fifteen dollars for issue fifteen. Wow, I hate to talk prices, but some of these are just really surprising. I, I just have to pass it on. Like two hundred and seven dollars for Invincible. What? That's crazy. It I, it just it, well, it, you know it what? Boggles. Said, here's what. Here's why. You know. I mean, you mentioned uh, Spawn number one is thirty five bucks, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the, like that's that's the lesson to remember here. You know what I mean? Like, like these a lot of these comics are, you know, what, you should sell them now. Like, you really should. I mean, because they're sure. not. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, again, like Thief of Thieves is not gonna fucking. I mean, it's you know, it's not. It's that's. Watchmen 1 through 12, a complete set, is selling for about $75 on eBay. Right before the movie, I sold my 1 through 12 for about $280. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I I, I don't understand. I, I, I try and come to terms with the fact that people want the original issues, but at that price, when, when you can, Easily. Dude, somebody spent seven thousand dollars on a box of fucking Twinkies a couple weeks yeah, ago. It's just, people are dumb. I, I yeah, I, yeah. And this whole Walking Dead thing, great for Kirkman, but are you really going to consider paying a thousand dollars for a book that has been reprinted in a multitude of formats? Is it that well, important that to you to have like, that first I've issue? Be like, well, it's different this time because you know there's only. You know, eight thousand copies of Walking Dead number one out there, and I, my answer is like, well, that's a really, really, I think, ridiculous way to look at it because seven of those eight thousand are bagged and boarded and in mint condition. Like, it, that's the, you know, it's 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 only interesting if there's only a few really mint copies, and they're not. Like, like everybody that bought my, you know, like Walking Dead was was a, especially at the very beginning was a, you know, was a, a hardcore comic book fan, you know, direct market goer like thing. So I'm gonna take it home. I'm gonna read it, and then it's gonna go into a bag and yeah, a board. Exactly. And I mean, so yeah. there's uh, there's literally thousands of mint 
or near mint copies that are out there and are likely to stay out there. And like you said, Vince, there are literally tens of thousands of reprinted volumes out there now of each yeah. of those same issues. Yeah. So it's just not like I don't. I, yeah, I just don't see the scarcity of it. You know, I don't. I mean, there's no scarcity premium to it at all. You know, um, and 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 again, as someone who's who has bought five books, I, I I just shudder to think that how buying a 9.8 of walking to number one is worth, you know, multiple of three or four times buying a 9.4. Most human beings couldn't tell the difference between those two grades. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's very, the number, the number on the corner of the, the, the slab attests to it because it says 9.8. There's, there's a, there's a prestige to that. That's just insane. It, it, you can't even perceive it. it, it well, if you ever want to have fun, like go to the C, like CGC keeps a census, you know, uh-huh. like books that they, like take a look at, uh, like go to any of the sites, like the ones we have in the thread now, like, like go to like Heritage or Worldwide, like that sell tons of slab books and like just look random slab book and you'll like look at what a 9.8 goes for, like of like a book that you could go, books that you could literally go and buy a near and copy on, you know, my comic shop right now or, you know, go to a con and get, Get in, in a you know very fine near mint you know for in the dollar bins at nine eight hundreds of dollars, really? and it's like like is there someone out there really that wants Scarlet Spider number one and nine eight like are they that you know what I mean like are they like they love the book that much they want it but you know I guess the answer is yes right I guess yeah. I guess the answer is the proof is in the pudding if someone's yeah I mean yes I guess there's someone out there that wants it in that condition silliness. Yeah. What about Batman Odyssey number one, nine point eight? Like about a million dollars, probably. (laughs) Two shekels and a free digital code. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's time. Uh, This episode has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you, Mr. and Mrs. Comic Book Aficionado, can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge Wamba discounts. <laughs> DCBService.com. Go there and save. How about that? Go forth, is that a, is go that forth, a tagline? Go, forth. go go there and save. Go there and um, save. I, I'm, I'm going to save this for next week, but in your travels, do yourself a huge favor and well, start, start reading Transformers more than meets the eye. I'm telling you, if you are a fan of the old series, if you're a fan of the movies, if you are a fan of great science fiction comics, go and read More Than Meets the Eye. Uh, it's written by James Correct. Roberts, uh, James Roberts, penciled by, uh, Pat Lee, aka Alex Milne. Did you know that Alex Milne ghosted for Pat Lee back in the Dreamway, Dream I did not. days? Yeah. All, all that work that Pat Lee attributes to himself is not all Pat Lee work. Um, huh. it's, it's disgustingly smart, extremely well written comic books. Uh, forget the fact that it's, that they're robots because these are the most human robots I think you'll, 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 you'll encounter in, in recent memory. It, it's a great. Even more than Chogokin? It's, it's, it's not, it's not a good book. It's a great book. <laughs> you didn't even more than, I heard you. More, more than meets the eye is fantastic. Take my word for it. Who's in it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it classic Transformers, or is it like like? Oh yeah, Rodimus? yeah, yeah. Um, like Rodimus is the leader. Uh, oh, see, yeah, that's, I'm not feeling that. Why is not? Well, no, leader? there's a reason. There's a reason why Optimus Prime is removed from the picture. Uh, the 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 war is over. No more Autobot Decepticon Civil War. That's over. And the uh, 
population of Cybertron has effectively split. There's a group who want to scrap everything they've worked for for millions of years and start mm-hmm. the civilization over, and there's a group that wants to cling to that cling to tradition to to the way it was done and uh, they they think there's there there's mileage left in in the original cybertronian uh agenda and that's rodimus rodimus is the loyalist the traditionalist and so they leave they they take a ship called the, the lost light and they go scouring the galaxy for a group of transformers called the knights of cybertron who can come back to their legendary group. They don't even know if they exist or not, so it's an act of faith. They, 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 they go out looking for these legendary uh, Transformers in the hopes of bringing them back to the planet to rebuild in in the old ways. And it, it's Rodimus, uh, Brainstorm, Ratchet, Red Alert, uh, Omegas, uh, no, Ultra Magnus, Drift, Drift is in it, and Fortress Maximus. It's awesome. Yes. Talk about next week. Didn't you just talk about it right now? No. <laughs> oh. he, answered, he answered Jason's question. <laughs> um, because I did not get to talk about my book this week. I will, for the second week, encourage people to pick up the Spaceman Deluxe Edition from Vertigo. It's uh, Brian Azzarillo and Eduardo Rizzo, and this is uh, a nine-issue limited series that came out over the last uh, year or so, and it's uh, it's fantastic. And uh, thank you, Ryan, uh, Ryan Gobo-Kloss, for uh, sending me uh, Vampire Boy, because I'm going to have some more Rizzo loves. So if uh, if you can get hold of that, uh, yeah, pick that up as uh, as well and read it. So hopefully I'm going to be able to talk about a bunch of uh, Eduardo Rizzo awesomeness next week. Nice. Uh, I am going to say that because it looks great, it it really is a, a, a pretty comic book. And I'm, I'm kind of digging the story after two issues. Check out... All new X Men, written by Brian Michael Bendis, penciled by Stuart Immen, and inks by Wade Van Grometer. It it is a. I'm still someone who has not read all of AVX, so I have no idea how how it ends and 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 horribly, or or why Cyclops is where he is now compared to um, the opening pages of Uncanny Avengers. I don't care. This. This series right here, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm, um, the interaction between Hank and, and, uh, and Kitty and Bobby and, um, and what Hank does at the end of the first issue, I wasn't quite sure what to expect with the second. And, uh, I was, I was happily surprised and, um, I'm, I'm liking Cyclops in this series, but it's, it's a, uh, and, and, and I get him twice, and that, that's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. And I agree with you. Uh, yeah. in your travels, uh, just wrapping up, so you can either pick up the collected version or the issues, uh, by the creative team, the powerhouse creative team of Darwin Cook, Amanda Connor, John Higgins, and Paul Mounts, uh, before Watchmen Silk Spectre. Uh, terrific. I thought it was terrific start to finish. I thought it was, uh, definitely a top, uh, uh, right near or at the top of the Before Watchmen 
uh, minis. I thought it was really, really awesome. I thought Amanda Connor did a fantastic job cartooning, and Darwin did a great job writing it. I just uh, thought it was hella good. Uh, and, and frankly, a book that um, could have stood on its own as a um, a little, you know, genre relationship book that, uh, it, you know, if it wasn't, if the characters weren't set in the Watchmen universe, you could have just given them sort of more generic uh, costumes and names and, and it would have worked just fine in its own right. So I, I, I got to give mad props to them for this. Really, really good. I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I know that um, when they first came out, you guys were talking about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, even though it's been kind of quiet on what the before Watchmen books have been doing, it's, it's nice to know that there's, well, I mean, especially with that creative team that Jason just mentioned with, with Cook and Connor. I mean, it's, it's nice to know that things, it wasn't just a, we're in it for the sales at first and, and who cares where the stories are going. I, I, I like knowing that it's, it's, it's still enjoyable. As enjoyable. Yeah. No, I think they're all great. Dude, Jay Lee is so freaking good. Like, yep. I, I don't think uh, I gave him the credit he deserved before this, but like, seeing those ideas. <laughs> Pages. I mean, it's freaking ridiculous. I, whew, man, I, it makes me want to go back and read the other Jay Lee stuff that he's doing. Like, because I feel like I didn't give him his props when I was reading it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> he is good. Yeah, go back and read Namer. His 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 run on Namer. Yeah, no, no, is, no. Is, is I'm awesome. saying, like, yeah, what yeah. Is, uh, Fantastic Four, four, three, two, one. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah, and uh, just just one, uh, I'm doing four, three, two, tower one. Tower I have no idea. Yeah. Just, and and don't bother with Hellshock. But you'd be good. Um. The Stephen King um, stuff that he did, Dark, Dark Tower. Tower. Yeah. yeah, the Dark Tower stuff was really nice. Those are the only Stephen King books I've never read. <laughs> the Dark Tower, yeah. yeah, same here, pretty much. Real, real. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. it's his masterwork. Yeah, no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's weird. It's, I, don't, I don't know why I didn't read them. I, for some reason, the idea of like the serialized thing kind of turned me off. So I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. It's weird. I mean, I've literally read, I think, everything else he's ever done, so I don't know. Steve is good. You should, um, get the, um, yeah, pick up the, they'll be, they'll be cheap at, uh, at conventions, but get the, uh, the stand hardcovers. They're Ooh, really I, good. I got the issues. I bought the issues. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. they're good. They're yeah. good. That's, uh, I gotta finish it up, but, uh, yeah, Perkins did a yeah, great Perkins job. It. Yeah, he did a great job. Yep. So there you go. Thanks for being here, buddies. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Why? Yep. Is the season, bitches? Yeah, because we love you. Mm-hmm. We're so going to do this. Holidays. Holidays. Be good. So hard to buy for. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, y'all be creative. I don't know what's on my list. Just be creative. Not easy to buy for. Nah. He's not. Actually, I, I think I, nah, I, I think I have one thing I just yes, I tell Jason. You. I just I know that or if you have things you could do for me. If I got this for Jason and he and, and I'm hearing he's him li- open it on on the air, he's gonna be like, Huh. Alright, what'd you get, Vince? Yeah, no. Oh, stop it. I'm serious, dude. I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is pretty fucking cool. You'd probably dig it. And I'm like, I don't know. That might be a whiff. Hilarious. I know. It's cray cray. Dude, oh I would God. never, I would never react that way. I would never. <laughs> do it all fair. I know. I really I know. I've got, I've got David taken care of and it was, I think, something he's 
really going to like. And Vince, I don't know if he's going to like it, but it's different, and I'm excited about it for him. There you go. Nice and, pairing. And Jason, like after last year, I have no idea because I, I got you like the gift last year, and I just I don't know I don't know what to do this year. So struggling, struggling. I'm gonna buy you. Uh, I'm gonna buy you some some Southern Illinois fishing supplies. <laughs> cool. Bye. Say bye. Some Toodles. liver and some rusty hooks. 